0: All right, welcome to another episode of To the Fullest with Jason Frober. Today we have my good friend Ricky Patterson on the podcast. How are you doing, my brother? Doing great, doing great. I'm glad to hear it, man. What you been up to these last couple months of fucking chaos we've been dealing with?
1: Uh, I moved, and it was nice that there was nobody on the road to move.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, right. Coming through the spaghetti bowl was pretty easy. Uh, it has been great man. The so, traffic being dead is uh it's a blessing. I love yeah. driving around. Uh we we been we went on a little uh road trip as well. There's just fucking nobody on the on the road at all man. Oh, I know.
1: I can't wait. We're getting ready to go on one ourselves, so.
0: Yeah, where are you guys going?
1: We're going to head up north around the uh, Idaho, Oregon, Washington borders. I love that north. stuff. Yeah, it's a. There's some nice rivers and camping up there, so.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's cooler. <laughs> yeah, especially Idaho. Yeah. Yeah, I spent a I spent a summer up on, uh, well, it was just like a week in the summer when I was a teenager up in a mountain in Idaho and that big lake up there and shit. My family's up in Idaho, uh, uh, my uncle. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's beautiful, man. Gorgeous up there. Yeah. Oh. So many trees and the fucking air is just delicious, man. You know, when you get out of the desert and, like, you can breathe, like, that humidity in the air. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, it's so nice.
1: No, I've spent the le- I spent four years up in Oregon. It's just. Yeah. It's way different than this there's no. pros and cons, both yeah, you know what I mean oh, big time this is for me because I was born and raised here. this is uh the time that I hibernate <laughs> or I leave because <laughs> the heat yeah it's you know triple digits for the next four months not 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 the
0: best thing yeah, that's probably <laughs> a good call on your part, man, like i I try to get out as well, but I, I don't usually get out for the whole summer, well. I, at least two months, you
1: know, I mean, working, working out of the hall, our, our work usually dies July and August. Yeah. So I'm like, no problem. I'll take those months off. I'll survive and hit it strong back in September. So hopefully that's what's going to happen even after this, uh,
0: little pause we took. <laughs> yeah. Pause for the cause. It was kind of a good way to reset and try to figure out priorities a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're kind of a guy that already had his shit figured out pretty well, but for the rest of us, we're kind of lost in our I just worlds. I I uh. I just look at the whole
1: thing and look at the the facts, and I don't uh, I don't watch TV or the news every day, so that stuff doesn't affect my life. Yeah, and so when all this stuff started changing around me I like okay and let me see what the hell's going on here (laughs) and and so then I do my own research I don't just take it for face value what the news says you know yeah and go out and I was like yeah I don't I'm I'm not buying into it (laughs) so we moved on you know and other than no work and less money than what I'm used to yeah life has been good
0: yeah I have to say Life's been pretty good as well, man. Like, it's, uh, it was crazy at first, but I, I'm feeling good, man.
1: Yeah, no, like I say, we moved at the beginning of it, so it was like,
0: okay. Kind of chaos going on yeah, during. Yeah, we were
1: just kind of, and now chaos there's even more chaos, and you don't even want to go out. You know, you're, you're, you can go out all of a sudden, but <laughs> do I want to go out there where they're burning and looting? No, I don't want to be part of that.
0: So, yeah. You
1: know, but. so we'll go to the mountains.
0: Ain't nobody out there burning and looting.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's a good call, man. Yeah, no, we just got back from uh, from Arizona. It was gorgeous up yeah, there. You showed
1: me those pictures. They were pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it was beautiful, man. Yeah, uh, freaking forest out there, ferns everywhere. We went uh, stayed on the uh, edge of this cliff, overlooking. I think it was like two cities. It's such a wide spread out view. Right. But uh, yeah, uh, they. I guess they call it the end of the world or something like that because you got to go like twenty five miles deep into okay. the forest, wow. and then uh, all of a sudden, it's this huge clearing, and that those pictures I was showing you, the fucking cliffs out there and everything, it was fucking beautiful, I don't man. know if I've been to that spot.
1: I've been to a lot of places out there, but uh don't know if I've been to that particular spot that you guys went to.
2: Oh, yeah. But
1: uh, Yeah, I wanted to take Diane out that way. We want to go to Antelope Canyon, Page, and Lake Powell, and then down through Grand Canyon, North Rim, and then into Zion, but she, she said... I'd rather go where it's cooler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is hot, man. Yes, yes. I mean, we got cooked. the whole, The way home, I was fucking like hiding my arm from the the sun coming uh-huh. in the window, man. I <laughs> yeah, was like put God. a long
1: sleeve shirt on on one side.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I was just like, oh damn, dude, it is. Yeah, I know it's because you don't want to wear the long sleeve the whole time, but it's like at the same time, my arm is turning fucking red. Yeah. Nope. So yeah. We did a 400 mile motorcycle ride a few weeks ago,
1: and. Oh, uh, damn we went uh, up through Pioch and out of Pioch we went across into Utah and then I have a cabin up in central little town and we hit the cabin and, and then uh, coming back down we instead of hitting through St. George and on to I-15 we went and through the gorge we bypassed the gorge and came out there by beaver okay, off the 15 and did that but uh, I didn't have any sunscreen and it was kind of cool, cool on part of the rides because this was a few weeks ago before it started getting really warm here and uh, it was kind of chilly, and by the end, man, my face was just burnt, and this one arm was just burnt. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Oh. <sighs> took me a few days to recover. The cannabomb came in good.
0: cannabis oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. I'll probably try to get my hands on some of that. Freaking uh, Angela's problem. back still is hurting, man, you know. Okay. She, got, she got cooked pretty good. Yeah, but. It, it works
1: great on, on, on burns. Yeah. It works great on cuts. It work, great, works great on sore muscles
2: oh.
1: and, and sore joints. So,
0: I need uh, to get me a jar. Yeah,
1: I thought you had one.
0: No, I don't, man. I've actually been kind of backing off all the fucking butt, man. Right. I'm, I'm working towards getting on that. Uh, remember in October when I was all doing the uh, Sober October thing. Right. I'm kind of trying to do another one of those just kind of midway through the year, and I'll do it again in October as well. Yeah. I kind of felt really good about it. Th- no, that you know taking
1: a break is n- yeah. never an issue you know i've i've taken a few in my life but you know here i am 60 yeah and i started uh smoking marijuana in 1970 so nice 50
0: years ago that's uh, so <laughs> oh, what was the what was a weed like in the 70s compared to like now man cuz i um, remember even when i was growing up smoking weed which is like the i guess the early 2000s i'm a fucking kid right uh but yeah, it was like, even that was pretty shitty, but we still, we still were getting well, there some beautiful sh- nugs every once in a while.
1: There were sh- It was shitty weed to the, for the most part, but there were some strains that you would get every once in a while back then. And some of those you can't get now. Yeah. Um, I mean, tie stick. I was about to say tie stick. Tie stick was phenomenal. I mean, I, to this day, I'll, I'll put it up against most anything, you know, but oh, wow. if you're getting the same stuff that we were getting in the seventies. Um, honey oil back then was just as it is today. you know the concentrates the concentrate, so they had it down even back in the seventies. It just was a different process that they do today there 's so many different processes and you know i like the I like the clean organic one. Yeah. You get the keef and press it, heat press it, and there 's no solvents you know back then they were using butane so
0: oh yeah i 've had the the butane makes that like. I won't even smoke it now. You can yeah. tell it's like it just looks like fucking black tar and you're like Well that's like,
1: well no but you can refine that black into yeah. into gold. Can you still oh, refine yeah. it? Oh yes, yes. If yes. you use CO2. Yeah. Well, you can do it in all different ways besides oh, no. CO2. CO2 on a closed system is what most people are doing, but Yeah. That's the the big new corporations who can afford those right. seventy eighty thousand dollar machines to <laughs> to do that. Me, I can I can make a press. Oh yeah, you do the press. Yeah, so I you do just the smash it. Yeah, okay. I, I, at about two hundred degrees. Okay. And uh, the oil just drips out onto the parchment paper, and you collect it off the paper, and away you go. Nice.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful, man. No, it's it's it's
1: a process. After after owning the farm up there in Oregon, it was learned quite a bit. Yeah. You know? When you're looking at 300 pounds and you have to process it,
0: it's
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> me and another person. We're like, ah! I've always wanted to do that, man. My yeah. brother Chad and I love like just do, doing the the, yeah. the botany stuff in general. We grow a lot of different plants. I have a whole garden out back and everything. Yeah, and, no, we're we're yeah. doing the same thing this year. You know, we're we got a couple plants
1: going, and then we've got our garden. You know? Yeah, we've got vegetables and fruit and everything else. So it's once you've lived out in the middle of nowhere and that's what everybody does, you learn how to do it and it's, it's a much simpler way of life. I like it. Oh, I would much rather be, this living in society isn't really for me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was fun growing up in it, but it's, it's much more peaceful. The people that you meet in the great outdoors are much more down to earth. They're not worried about you know what color their lipstick is and if their <laughs> shoes look right and you know all that kind of stuff so it's uh it's I, I like it that's where I want to spend the rest of my life yeah we're gonna we're gonna it. get us a place in Oregon somewhere and we're gonna go see hit all 61 national
0: parks and live in the national parks for a while that sounds amazing yeah. that's such a great idea to just like go spend the rest of the time just hitting national parks and camping and enjoying yeah. the stars and i'm, I'm assuming you love yeah. fishing oh yeah i love fishing when i yeah. go camping yeah no. right anything that we can do that's natural and self-sustaining that
1: um doesn't leave a big footprint yeah is is what i'm striving for you know yeah you know you get you get stuck in your societal ways and get the conveniences of life and out in, out, out in the outdoors, there's no convenience of anything <laughs> <laughs> but what you set up for yourself, you know? Yeah. You know, and you, can't, you can prepare yourself so that things are easier, but all the work is uh, your own hard work and taking care of stuff and determination. You have to learn this, the, the, the seasons and what you do in this season and that season, it's, and it happens. Yeah. You know, and it's it keeps everybody busy and out of trouble. In society, when you got to, you know, you're on a regular job where you're, you go to the store to buy everything, you're not growing it, and you're not having to preserve it, and you're not having to, you know, process all that stuff, and you're just, instant gratification or whatever by going to the
0: store, it's totally different than living off the grid. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so... A lot of your a lot of your days taken up by like just cleaning up, cooking, preparing everything. Yep. you know it's uh it's this discipline that you have to have too because I mean you can't just not well, clean got, up that shit. You know, like you, you're out in the woods, and, you know it's, it's going to attract animals you don't want. Correct. And uh, yeah, you have to have that discipline out there of like constantly being on right. and you, making sure that shit's okay. It.
1: Yeah, you compost everything. Everything's natural. Yeah.
0: that you're doing.
1: You know, so you're composting that stuff. Learning how to. Uh, do thing. I mean, if you've set up generators and stuff, then you can have some of the conveniences of a refrigerator and a freezer and oh, yeah. all that type of stuff and air conditioning and heating. But most of the time, your heating comes from a wood-burning stove and a fireplace, you know, and so you've got to deal with finding wood and storing the wood so that it doesn't get wet and just tons and tons of stuff. And then that brings rats and spiders and it just... <laughs> all this stuff that you you learn. That's how
0: we did growing up, man. We were always like, uh, even, you know, you know, living in the city, it was like, fuck that. We're gonna, we're gonna use this wood burning stove that we have in the house. And, we would always have to just keep a huge pile of wood in the backyard, and I fucking hated going and getting the goddamn wood. <laughs> Black Widow's crawling all over me. I'm still traumatized by that shit, man. You know, I go, <laughs> out, I and wood, go out and I see wood, and I'm like, there's definitely fucking spiders under that log. <laughs> every time I see fucking piece of wood.
1: Diane, I'd be like, give me So she would use gloves, you know. Yeah. But, uh, man, just, uh, I go in, I look first, you know. <laughs> okay, well, let's kill that one. <laughs> No, I don't no. have to worry about it, but yeah, no, they're there. Oh yeah. You know, just like here in the desert, there's snakes, you know, we've been encro- scorpions yeah, and we've encroached. Well, the most of the scorpions that we have here, we have natural scorpions here. Cause I was born and raised here. So I've been here quite a while and there was lots of scorpions when we were a kid. Yeah. But as we've encroached on it, but most of the scorpions that people are finding in their homes nowadays come in on the palm trees that they've imported from Arizona.
0: Yeah, and the, the, the yellow ones, right? Yeah,
1: the 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 tree scorpions. And yeah, they're in everybody's houses. I when I was living up in uh, Desert Shores. Yeah, we had we have to use the black light and stuff at night to go around the house and find them on the outside because if not, they're in the house. Yeah, and they were under our bed. They were all kinds of places.
0: They scare the crap out of Diane. <laughs> so. It took me a good while to to, uh, to really clear this, this house out. Oh, right? you had him here? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've been here for so long, right. and I've had uh, bulwark, which is friggin' amazing with the scorpions, by the way. I really love their service. Okay. But uh, they, uh, they put a perimeter on the property, and then they spray the shit out of everything, and they come and they spray inside, and they, they really make sure that there are—and if I see a fucking scorpion, like— if I even see one, right, I just go, you're spraying my whole house again, do the perimeter again, it doesn't cost me anything extra, right? Okay. And they, they get rid of that shit. They're gone, you know? The, huh. the problem I have is every once in a while, I think one of my, maybe a neighbor's fucking Scorpia comes over or something like that, or it comes on from the fucking road, you know? But like, my property's m- murdered. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a... It's it's a little bug. It's afraid of you just as much as you are of it, so... Sometimes, man. I was, I'd be sitting in the garage, man, chilling out, and I'd, I'd had a uh, scorpion. One time, like I, I was like, "Oh shit!" There's a scorpion right there, and it fucking just locked onto me and started rushing right for my feet. Like (laughs) I'm gonna get there. I was like,
2: "Jesus,
0: (laughs) you know,
1: no aggressive bastard." I, I try not to kill things, but you know, in those instances, like when we were up in Ely, yeah, you know, I come out, um, out our side door, and there's a rattlesnake. Yeah. You know, we're not, not going to let it go. I don't need it around the house. So, you, you got to get rid of that
0: fucking thing. God, you know, it's done. it but sucks uh, killing things. I, I, I don't it. like doing I hate, it. Either. I hate it, but you know, I don't want it killing me first for being foolish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we had a couple wasps to get in our tent when we were up camping this weekend, and it right. was like we took the time to like kind of get some paper uh, and get it the fuck on the Get out of the tent, you know, yeah, go yeah. do your thing. I don't want to fucking kill anything. Yeah, I don't no. have to. I try for the scorpions, to. like, I don't really need to get stung on my foot in yeah. the middle of the night. Fuck those scorpions. It won't kill you, but it'll hurt like hell, and it, it yeah. could get infected, and there's all kinds of... You should probably go to the hospital or at least have some anti-venom of some kind, but... Yeah,
1: there's no... I don't think there's an anti-venom for scorpions.
0: Is there not? No. no. no it's
1: not like... It's not the same type it's of venom. not the same
0: thing as, like, a black widow biting you.
1: No. And it's not the same thing as a rattlesnake,
0: you know? Yeah, a rattlesnake, it's, you're fucked.
1: Well, not. Not necessarily. I, I mean, <laughs> my my friend, uh, when we were kids, we were up in Sandstone Quarry, and he got bit by a sidewinder okay. on, on his thumb here, and um, it was a, a baby, and they say the babies are more deadly because they don't know how to control how much venom they,
2: they yeah. release,
1: and so they just release it all. <laughs> yeah. And so he got bit, and we went to the hospital, and uh, he sat there in the emergency room for two hours, and then they gave him the antivenom, and he got deadly sick. From the de- from the antivenom, oh, he was wow. fine
0: until they gave it to him. Until
1: he gave it to him, and then he was just sick for two weeks. Oh, it was just nasty. He's like, oh, I wish I'd have never
0: done it. And I was doing good. <laughs> yeah, but how <laughs> but long? You know, how much but, longer was he going to be doing good? I but, don't know. I'm not you, a fucking you know, doctor.
1: Me either. And but he sat there for over two hours and had no.
0: Effects. Yeah. yeah, after the after the snake bit him, huh? Correct. That's pretty. That's pretty good to know. I'm glad. Uh, I, I like that story. And that that whole myth to... of, of cutting and sucking
1: it out. That's and all just too that. late. <laughs> it's yeah. It's already in your bloodstream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. yeah. So. And you don't want to do that with cer- certain ones. They like so. There's certain venoms, right, uh, that are gonna like. Paralyze you right. and, and fuck with like neurovenoms. Right, and you, then need, there's to get, you need to get other venoms though that are going to dissolve your flesh so that they can abs- they can just suck it out of you. Well, yeah, like right. the brown recluse. You don't yeah, don't that. be sucking that back the fuck out of you. You know you're going to dissolve your own tongue or some bullshit, right? Yeah. Like you just got to be careful with that kind of shit. Yeah, no, that's gross. You stuff. don't know what kind <laughs> of poisons in your body. You know, and then, right.
1: your immune system ain't going to fight that stuff off. No, 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 no.
0: So, yeah, that's just, that shit's fucking scary, man. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're liking the new system, man. I do. I Got do. all my new fancy cameras going on. It's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you invited me over to uh,
1: sit and chat and see where it goes.
0: Yeah. It's fun, man. I love doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. These new cameras are working out great. It's uh, the AB shot fucking being identical is so much better for me. Like, right. oh my God. It's almost like uh, a real podcast for two seconds. So, it's yeah. a real
1: podcast, I, I would will.
0: assume. All right. All you got to do is talk into some microphones. I'm not, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm not in virtual reality that I'm aware of, <laughs> at least not yet.
0: Well, I mean, that's debatable, right? <laughs> I mean, have you... Uh,
1: I've, I've heard the uh, matrix theory yeah, of simulation. The yes. I love that. Or that we're a programmed universe from, you know, I've heard all kinds of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's all kinds of fun ones to think about but I mean uh, that, that concept even has been going on uh, for what 2500 years Buddhism fucking calls this whole thing a, an illusion well, yeah. you know they they say e- even before they were aware of like quantum physics and particles and shit like that they right. were just like they were like yeah we're made up of infinite smaller fractions particles. of particles right you know, and uh uh, well, it's all light and energy. Yeah, it's all just, yeah. They, they, they're like, yeah, this isn't, this is just an illusion, you know?
1: Well, that plus,
0: plus, you know, so you have, you know, every,
1: everything's made up of light and energy and then you have the universal consciousness. Yeah. And that's what people don't, um, quest to be able to access because it is, that's where we are all one Yes yeah. from the same consciousness. That's what makes us as humans different than every other species on the planet is that single consciousness. Yeah. And, uh, so it's just, uh, with, I don't know, we could get into some crazy theories Let's that I have. get into some crazy theories.
0: I love crazy <laughs> theories. Tell me, man, you know, uh, Buddhism says, uh, that we're all, um, we're all God kind of playing a trick on himself, right? He's like, so for so many millions of years the universe is aware that it's the universe and it's aware that it's this uh, uh, omnipotent being. And then for millions of years, it goes on board with this knowing thing. Let's let's go and pretend like I don't know that I'm God and I'll be all these different people and observe consciousness or I'll observe myself from all these different perspectives. And they're saying that that's what we're doing right now. You know, oh, that, um, I haven't heard that one, but yeah. Yeah, that we we're all just... God playing a trick on himself just to entertain himself for a little while because he's, yeah, it's, it's, well. it's just part of the illusion kind of thing. We're all playing these roles, right? It's it always seems like we're just actors on a stage playing a part that we're given. And it's like, if you, especially when you go into like, um, sort of like out of body experiences or uh, you, that kind of thing, you realize that, oh, that there is a separation between my consciousness, or my, my spiritual energy, right. And mm-hmm. the, the physical body body that I'm I'm currently occupying
1: right you aren't the body yeah the body is a physical thing you as a being which is part of that consciousness is separate from the body and when the when the body dies the being does not that's why we all have eternal life that's where all that people don't take things literally and when they're supposed to, and when yeah. they're not supposed to, they're trying. <laughs> so, But, I mean, there's all things if you want to get talking about religion and what Christ, what his purpose was here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if everybody could learn forgiveness, that was, his, that was his teaching, you know. But a lot of people don't know how to forgive.
0: It's one of the most important things you can do in life is just forgive people and learn how to forgive people because— Well, you have to forgive yourself as well because— yes. the, It's hard to love yourself if you
1: don't forgive yourself for mistakes. We all make mistakes. Yeah. You know, but if you never get past them, it's,
0: it's, life can be rough. (laughs) That's one of the hardest things in life, man. It took me, um, I I didn't truly learn to love myself, I think, till I was about 34 years old. Um, and, uh, and that was really hard for me. So, like, I, I didn't realize that I didn't love myself properly, you know what I mean? But your internal dialogue is just berating yourself. You don't give yourself the proper love. I give other people love, right? And right. I would treat other people I, totally differently than I would actually treat myself, right? right? when
1: we beat ourselves up, mainly, usually yeah.
0: inside, internally, we're like, oh, you fucking idiot, what do you do that for?
1: That kind well, of talk I, is that, bullshit. Well, that plus the self, you know, we do have that self-destructive thing. When we do get good, we, we don't feel deserving, yeah, And we self-sabotage. I mean, it happens all the time. And until you realize these things and try and figure it out. But, the, well, you know, life for me has been a journey and a quest. And, you know, you, I was brought up one thing and have evolved through many different things just because I am a free thinker and I want to know. And I'm going to find out for myself. I'm not going to believe everything I'm told or anything else without investigating yeah. to, to find out if there's truth in it, you know. Because everybody's reality is
0: different. Literally, everybody (laughs) and everything's reality. Nobody has the one true reality, right? Because reality's not even a real thing, right? It's this quantum information soup of fucking... It's what you create with this Yeah, this hallucinator. Your mind. And
1: if you don't learn how... You know, that's the thing. You have a body, and then there's you, and then you have a mind, which is a tool. But if the tool is um, out of control and you don't keep it in check and learn how to meditate Mm -hmm. and calm and quiet the mind because communication is a two-way thing. And that's, this is a big thing that I don't see a lot of religions um, putting out there is that you know they they want you to pray, everybody wants you to pray. That's you talking to God, the consciousness, yeah, okay, you're asking questions, okay, well, meditation is you sitting there listening for the answers, right? <laughs> if you don't ever take the time to sit down and quiet the mind and have no thoughts and just let whatever come in come in it's it's a one it's all one sided communication, yeah. You know, and they said, do you never answer? Well, have you ever taken the time to sit and
0: meditate and find out what the answers are? Yeah. <laughs> They're there. And it's not, um, I think a lot of people, um, they take the word meditate and they, they want to attach it to like uh, a different religious practice than their own. And it really isn't, it's more of a therapeutic action, right? And it's, it's a, it's a, a, um, it's a, a focused activity that actually works. Correct. And it's not, it's not hocus pocus or anything like that. And all you're literally doing is trying to calm your mind down and let thoughts pass through you as opposed to attach yourself to those thoughts. Right. Because um, everything you think is not true. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, I, and everything you think isn't you, right? Like your brain's just going to spit shit at you constantly because it's like, Oh, I'm fucking up. You know, like let's, uh, let's fucking harass this guy all day long. I got, (laughs) I got all kinds of shit. You know, my job is to think about things. And so the brain just sits there and thinks about things and it lets you know, here's a notification. It's like, it's like if you turn the notifications on every single app on your phone, and just was on it. Like, I got to pay attention to all these notifications <laughs> of getting on my phone all day long. You wouldn't be able to fucking focus on anything. No. And your brain's doing the same goddamn thing to you, man. And until, you learn how, until I learned how to quiet it, which I was terrible at it my whole life. And again, I just, you know, the past two years I've been getting more focused on my... And, you my meditation practices, right. and the benefits are amazing, and the mindfulness techniques that you learn from the meditation practices that you carry throughout the day, being aware of your thoughts, and being mindful of how you're thinking, and when you lose f- that focus, right, because you're, you're like, oh, you're just off on a fucking tangent, and you're thinking about the future, you're thinking of the, about the yeah. past, what I should have said in this situation, or what I'm going to do coming up in a few weeks, or, you know, what, you know, all these things that you don't need to be thinking about because you're here right now.
1: Right. Well, if you live in the present, that makes life really, really simple. Um, when you live in the past, you're usually depressed. Yes. And if you live in the future, trying to be ahead of everything, you're, you're anxious. You have anxiety. Yeah. And so the best place to be is here and now. Yeah. And so all those I've, I have learned how not to think about something that could be tomorrow, the next day. I, I might put a, like a, what do you call it, like a bookmark on your map or whatever, boom, okay, got it. But I'm not going to think about it anymore until I'm in the moment. Yeah. And that's how I kind of live and it drives Diane crazy. She's like <laughs> <laughs> she wants to plan everything, you know. And I'm like I don't plan nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: It's I'm all, in the moment, you know. It's I,
0: all going to go uh, to shit anyways, right? Like <laughs> no, hopefully not. That's
1: <laughs> uh, that's the thing. <laughs> but when you're thinking, you're thinking in 15 different directions. You yeah. know what? I don't want to think in those 15 Different directions. When I get to the thing, I want to th- think on where I want to go, and having a good time at doing it, and everything else. And I've already taken the precautions and have done my research. I'm not going to get in over my head to where I'm going to kill myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I I don't mind living on the edge. That's you know that's like cool. i I'm spontaneous. Let's go. We'll do it and we'll make it happen. And but some people can't operate that way. They haven't learned to shut that that mind down and they've got every scenario down to the nth
0: degree. And you're like, this is, this is where we're supposed to be at this time of the day. (laughs) And it's just like, oh man, shit happens. Life is just, it's a, it's, you know, it it fluctuates and you just got to just go with it. Well, the whole thing is
1: enjoy the journey. Quit trying to, if, if that's not, you know, if, if life keeps putting you to go this way, sometimes those road signs will start beating you in the face and life will get really (laughs) shitty. Until, until you, you go. Well, until you stop and read the signs for a second. Say, oh, I'm not supposed to be drunk. Because, <laughs> you know, those, those, those life lessons do happen, you know. Yeah. And the, the whole thing with life is people thinking that this physical world and what we do and status and all that stuff, unless you get into metafix, fit, metaphysics and quantum physics and learn about the stuff that you can't see and that has a lot of influence um, like your subconscious and um, this whole, uh, for me, this is like, this is one of those political things, this whole global warming thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've read a series of books of probably 10, 15 years ago now um, called The Cryon Series and it's a guy that channels energy. Mm-hmm. And um, they talk about in this, um, in, in this series of books about how our poles shift on the earth and they've it, they've had it recorded where the poles have flipped and everything else well when the poles shift if this is your north and south here and it goes 17 degrees away from where it was things start to melt and get warmer before things cool off and freeze so there that's a natural phenomena of the uh... poles shifting that all that stuff melts. Because now where it went to, where it was hot, it's going to start getting cold there and eventually will freeze like the other poles were. And so I don't really buy into it, but there's stuff in here that you can tap into that consciousness. And the future is out there. That This thing about time travelers and stuff, and there's been mediums throughout history and people like Edward Casey and stuff like that that have been able to predict stuff. And be able to warn people about things that are coming around the corner because they can look into that because they've figured out how to tap into that consciousness. And it's, um, I've experienced that stuff. And it's it's kind of interesting and scary because you have to spend a lot of time to get into it to figure out what it really is. <laughs> <It's>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've noticed a lot of this kind of stuff. Um, I just say you- Read. Yeah, I, tons I read. Times
1: of reading and reading. And, you know, as you do that, you it, it's like getting tools for life. And if you can use that tool, you use it. And then when it's no longer any good for you, you pass it on and you try and find new tools. And learning, it comes from many different ways now. I mean, before it was mainly books. Now we've got so much multimedia and everything else, but you don't know how much of that is fact. Yeah. But once again, you have to stop and say, was this something that somebody just created yeah. on their computer? Is this something that really happened? Was it Photoshopped? Or Did this, you know, there's just tons gotta of things. you got to research,
0: there. like, um, who's giving you the information, right? right? Like, right. I like, um, there's one of the shows that I like that's kind of funny that feeds you information called uh, Adam Ruins Everything. Okay. And um, <laughs> what I like about the show is... Um, they go after, like, information about something thinking that this is the kind of the story, but then a lot of times they have to ch- totally change their narrative based on the information that they've collected, and the the, the episode goes a completely different direction than they thought it was going to go because they don't, you know, they're not going to bias the information and do the narrative that they went into it thinking that this is how it's going to be, right? right. Yep. They just follow the information to where it takes them. And then also, like, um, they'll do... Um, Redactions or whatever, right? They'll they'll come back on and say, "Oh well, we later on, like in season two or whatever. Now we're in season three. Uh, it uh, says, uh, you know, oh well, we fucked oh, a th- recap. We, f- we fucked this up. Okay, right?
1: yep, yep, yep. yeah, yeah. Revisit it and see, we, it. yeah,
0: we were wrong. Yeah, okay. And I like that kind of shit because <coughs> when you're giving people information and you're like supposed to be a source of knowledge, mm-hmm. you're never gonna give the right answer 100% of the time, right? Like, that's, that seems like probability's sake is impossible.
1: Correct. But the best thing is, in, instead, of, instead of giving them the answer, is tell them where they can
0: find the answer. That's also a great Because that
1: way, they learn it on their own. Yeah. And people learn it, and it becomes part of them. If you, you know, having gone to college, if somebody sits and regurgitates a bunch of crap to you, most of the time you don't remember it. No. If you study it and make it your own, and you have to do it, and then you get the gain from it, then it is your own, you know. But sitting there and listening to somebody tell you something doesn't usually get it. You're going to go find out either the hard way, you know, or yeah. like, how many times are you going to touch the hot iron? Yeah, that's hot. Ow. <laughs> you know, or, okay, I got that lesson. I'm moving on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sometimes it takes more than once. Yeah. So, and I, uh, yeah, I like to um, bring it back. I'm doing the um, the whole eightfold path uh, journey right now. And it's like, you can read these chapters of each path, the eightfold path, and, uh, it'll, you know, you absorb the knowledge, but right. until you, until you spend your day by day kind of really trying to focus and apply everything you do and say through that's that scale of the eightfold path, right. um, you're not really practicing it, being aware of it and actually putting it into We're practical practicing. use, yeah, yeah, and practicing it are two completely different things, you right. know. And, and well, you
1: have to have the first one though before you can put it in.
0: Yeah, practical. Yeah, so.
1: the awareness uh, is always the first.
0: <laughs> yeah, but awareness isn't um, the end step, right? You have to. That's that's what I was getting at. So you have to. You, you, you can you can obtain the knowledge, but until you put it into practice, it's useless to you, right? Well, yeah. I,
1: I mean, I learned. Uh, I, I learned at one point in my my life that there are only three barriers to f- studying anything. Okay. And that's an undefined word, or a mis, uh, a misdefinition of a word. Too steep a gradient, or absence of mass. Those three things are what create you to learn. You either read it. You can read all you want about building a car motor, but if you've never had a motor or saw one, all that knowledge means nothing. Yeah. Because you don't. You don't even know what a motor looks like. You just read about it. So if you don't have mass. To go with that knowledge, that's a big, huge learning block. Yeah. You know, if you have misunderstood words where you didn't understand it, your attention is stuck on that, and you'll never understand anything forward from that because you are not fully trying to grasp it because your your subconscious is stuck where you didn't understand something. What the hell
0: was that? Uh-uh. One of my favorite things about our phones is you, you can, can, just, look, you can look at any time. You know, if I get a new word, I'm like, oh, new word. And I got to like pull up on my phone. And I'm all stoked. I get to fucking learn a new word today, you know? All right. Well, the, the, the thing is, is
1: and, and they don't teach us that when we're young. They should. But uh, when you get into, into what they call word chains... Where you go to look up a word, and now you've looked the definition of a word, and now you got five new words in the definition of the word you just looked
2: up. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yep. That's exactly it, right and there. So right? you know,
1: but the whole thing is, is that once you've gone through that, and I did that, I, I. I At one point in my life, I was a Scientologist, and that's part of how they teach you to train.
0: I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to talk about that, son. Okay,
1: no problem. Here, I'll I'll run through just the thing. I was raised a Mormon. Um, I didn't buy into that. And then uh, I became a Scientologist. And after a while, I was like, yeah, this can't be what what they're saying it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, obviously. Okay. And then I was nothing. And then I studied... All the Eastern philosophies Which for a I while, love. the Boos, Buddhism, Hinduism, Taoism, I checked it all out. Um, the closest thing I found was Buddhism. Yeah. But there I still had issues with some of that stuff. And then,
0: well, that's um, why there's so many different schools of Buddhism, too, correct. right? Because yep. a lot of people feel that way where they're well, like, oh, well, I, I like this, but it's like that this would feel better for me. And, I, and what's cool about Bud- Buddhism is it's like, yeah, whatever yeah no <laughs> dude if well, that 's what makes you feel good you know like w- it's
1: your journey right i went to I went to Cambodia and I went to Angkor Wat, yeah, and the Buddhists kind of hang out in that temple, and so as you 're going through there they 'll sit and have conversations with you, and they speak good English and you know they're looking i i wouldn 't say a handout, but that you know that they're they're having knowledgeable conversations and stuff with people that come through the temple and all that stuff that's how they survive. So, you know, you give them some money and your money is way more than their money over there in Cambodia. You're talking about a third world country and it's just an interesting thing. Thailand, same way, lots of Buddhists. And, uh, it's, it's, I think it's a more happy energy environment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, you don't have, um, you don't have that figurehead Looking down on you, watching your every fucking move kind See, I of never, attitude. I never,
1: I knew enough Catholics that I never got into that whole guilt thing. Yeah. You know, but, but in 95, I went to Europe and I had just graduated um, college because I didn't go to college until I was 30. Fucking and eight. I started college when I was 30 and I graduated when I was 35. And, um, but I went, I went over to Europe and I went to all of the, Major museums and stuff like that that I had studied in college, you know, and saw all that great art and stuff. And what I noticed in all the theme of every one of those major museums was the Jesus theme. And I never really understood, even as a Mormon, I didn't really understand the whole Jesus thing. And so when I got back from the trip, all I could think of was, and then I went with my friend who was very religious and this and that and his parents. And I so I sat down and talked to him I was about, well, what is this whole jesus thing there's got to be something for throughout time that the great arts of the world that's the theme yeah (laughs) you know and so it's like there had to be more than what i was seeing so i dove into christianity for a good year year and a half and at that point um because i am college educated and i do go and figure out things and do my own research and stuff it was really hard to have conversations with pastors because they seemed like they all had blinders on. And if they couldn't refer to what I was talking about out of the Bible, they were lost. Yeah, And you know, the Bible is a great book, but you, 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 people don't even believe what they read. You know and I mean, Jesus says right in, in, in the new Testament, these things I do, you can do and more. That's what he said. But nobody tries to do what Jesus did. Yeah. Nobody talks about the 12 years that he was gone. Well, where did he go? Well, he went to the Himalayas and became a monk. Yeah. And he learned this stuff. It's not something that he, just because he was a son of God, he was born with. He He was just a human flesh and blood just like us. Yeah. And he just had a way higher conscious level than we did.
0: (laughs) Well, and I've heard, um, I've heard several uh, Buddhists bring up Jesus and say he was just a, he was a really close to becoming like an actual Buddha or was a Buddha, um, which is few and far between, you know, and, um, and that's what he's trying to tell everybody, you know, like, as he's saying, you know, um, I'm the son of God, or I am God. You say we're all fucking God, man. Well, it says, you know, know that and we all have. Once
1: again, what does the Bible say? Yeah. That we were created in God's image. Yeah. Well, if we're created in God's image and Jesus says we can do these things and more and why we don't believe that, but we don't take the time to investigate how yeah. we can do that. And we get caught up in the rat race. You know, Bob Marley had a lot of things right, <laughs> 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 you know, and, uh. It's just, it, it, it's sad that that uh, his message, that's one of the things that they should be playing in these rough times right now, is there's a few people that had a good message yeah. back then. And it's still reflecting and echoing today that, that they could do. But yeah, no, it's uh life is a journey. You try and figure it out. And you go through and grab all these different tools. And if it doesn't work for you, you move on. And if it does... You, you keep it. And that's what I try and tell people. They try about, you know, rehab. If I'm addicted to this or I'm addicted to that, you know, what do you do? But the whole thing is, is life is a journey. Go through
0: it. When it, when life starts to suck, what
1: you're doing isn't working. It's time to change
0: something. Yeah. Just have the have the power to, to, to affect yourself in a positive way, you know. Okay. Don't let these fucking, like like rehab and shit like that, right? Like, if that's what it takes to get off of a substance, that's great. But it's like you got to learn that these substances are are just negative fucking impacts on your life and right. sure you're gonna relapse but just like forgiveness right we're talking about loving yourself correct don't beat the shit out of yourself for relapsing man it's okay like it's okay so okay, okay I fucked up I fucked up most people myself. don't decide to change though yeah I love myself and then I go forward say okay we're gonna stop again tomorrow we stopped already mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you gotta do like when I quit alcohol right like yeah. I, I quit I probably six times I quit right before it really stuck and um And that was the thing, right? I'd I'd relapse, and instead of forgiving myself, right, I'd berate myself. And then I'd go, well, fuck it. I'm I'm smoking cigarettes, too, (laughs) now, you know, (laughs) and I'd start smoking again. And then, um, and then it's like three months, six months down the line, it's like, I'm fucking, you know, I'm wasted at a bar, smoking a pack of cigarettes, going, what the fuck, man? You had this under control. And it's like, all right, get your shit together again. You forgot, you forgot
1: the one thing. You want to uh, sit in front of a video poker machine?
0: Right? Oh, yeah. Video <laughs> poker machine. Of course. So playing video to, poker. I'm gambling, so right? So you're yeah.
1: gambling, you're drinking, you're smoking. Yeah,
0: you're <laughs> fucked, right? But you got to forgive yourself and fucking love yourself and move forward. And It's hard. It's like like we were saying, that's one of the hardest things to do, man. Yeah. And th- for me, you know,
1: that's why, That's I guess that's how I learned to respect other religions and, and religion in itself is that if that's your path and that's what keeps you from being an asshole person. But uh, what I hate is when people use that religion to hide behind it and they are the asshole person, but they go to church every week and think yeah. that because they go to church, that they're a good person.
0: <laughs> when in reality, they aren't. But, you know, it's... Yeah, we see them. Yeah, we see them. Oh they, yeah, they, you you can't fucking hide behind that shit, man. No, you know. No, no. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 a lot of people too that I, do that kind of well. Shit.
1: I just wish that people would once again be a free thinker about things. Yeah. If every religion out there is claiming to be the one, then none of them are. Yeah. <laughs> they cancel all. They of them can't out. be. But th- th- the whole thing is, is they all have good points. Yeah. Every last one of them has good qualities. Absolutely. And then all of them have some bad qualities. Where you know, like, you know, Catholicism. Why would they want to make you feel guilty? You're born a sin. Yeah. <laughs> you know all that stuff, and then everything you do, you're a sinner. You're a
0: sinner. You repent. You know, you're like. I think a lot of it, um, religions like that and like, like, right where they had the conversion of the King James Bible and, um, and that was, uh, the Jehovah witnesses and there's just certain different, it's an attempt to control. I think the population, I Uh, think that's what, how it started to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. And they keep, keep manipulating it to try to control you more and more and like get, get people to just stop fucking killing and raping and stealing from each other because we're goddamn animals. You know what I mean? And they're like, anarchy and violence are what we crave, right? Like, you fucking, i get in a a rabbit hole or, you know, diving down YouTube channels and just going, oh,
2: shit, look at that. (laughs) You
0: know, and and it's like, I love it. And uh, I think there's something primal and instinctual about that. And and the government is always like, fucking, we got to keep all these goddamn monkey people from fucking rising up against us. And, uh, you know, and it's just like... um, and that's it. You know, they got to keep us entertained. They got to keep us docile. They got to give us sports and, and booze, right? Like the prohibition. Fuck you, man. You're taking our booze away. And they're like, oh, okay, give it back to them. Never mind. Never mind. This isn't working, uh, right? They never really took it away. They just, it just went
1: from being open to being in the back alleys and everybody, yeah. you know, every once in a while somebody getting
0: killed over it, you know? Like everything always does, right? right. I, I'm a big, uh, honestly, I'm a firm believer that all drugs should be legal. I don't give a shit. I mean, heroin and everything, man. Like, if you want to fuck, your life up fuck your life up man i don't care but we shouldn't be sending you to jail over it right you know what i mean like and the whole thing is is they shouldn't they they shouldn't be having to commit crimes yeah
1: to because it's just somebody one either trying to escape or experimenting
0: yeah that's what people do or they're lost Right. And they need help. They need fucking help, you know, but we don't need to put them in a fucking cage. Like that's fucked. Right. And and like prostitution too, man, like that's been going on forever. Right. Forever. It's the oldest profession. Why are we (laughs) going to, why do we have to force people to do that shit in back alleys and stuff where there's no regulations, man? It's like, you can make that clean and take care of these people, you know, and like make sure that they're safe. It's not the greatest idea. Like for some people have a hard time with that. Right. But it's a reality. It's already happening. It's already everything that you make a, Legal just goes, uh, you know, behind the curtains, right, and it becomes it. much more unsafe and unregulated. Right, but and, and, but regulation isn't the
1: answer to everything. No, its isn't. You're talking about government and gov- big government. Well,
0: yeah. What i t- <laughs> what I am talking about is. Um, safe work environments for these people, right? Because, right, they're just, they're just in fucking drug houses, right. you know, yeah, prostituting yeah, yeah. themselves well, and getting, you know, getting STD. That's if they choose
1: effects. to go that way and have yeah. a pimp and do it that way yeah. as opposed
0: to... Well, There's I the mean, option they can go like here, we're, right, we have... We um, have brothels. We have brothels and stuff like that. Right. And those, and those are, regular medical checks, that kind of shit. That's right. what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, yeah, keep yeah. people safe. If they're going to do it anyways. Well,
1: it's just crazy. Yeah. Especially now with the multimedia stuff, it's, 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 it's much easier to put it out there as it was before you, you know? Yeah. now it's like, oh, where are you at? Oh, okay. You know, it's just everywhere. Yeah, like even on Craigslist, you're looking you're not supposed to be doing that on Craigslist, but you'll know, go through ads and you'll see things that this doesn't look right. Oh, yeah. okay, that's why it doesn't look right. That's that's somebody advertising. You can't control it. You can't
0: control it. People wanna have fun, right? Like people wanna get fucked up and forget about reality and people wanna like if some people have a hard time talking to women or they just prefer to just pay for sex or whatever the fucking thing is and some girls want to fucking make money without you know dealing with all the other bullshit this is a simple thing they want to do it I had a fucking family member that wanted to come out here and start shooting porn and all this stuff and she was super into it like it wasn't like she's being forced to do it or anything you know it's like oh this is my dream like, whatever, everybody has their own things they want, right? Okay, and the it's whole like,
1: thing. What'd you tell her? Tell her to come out here and go to the AVNs one
0: year. Right? Come
1: check it out. See what yeah. it's really like. See what it the, is. These are the people that you'll be working with right here, yeah. every one of them. They're yeah. all right here. This is where they come every year. <laughs> come and check it out, you know? and.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe you can see that that it, it's not might not be the best career choice, or maybe it is for them. You know, right, like yeah. some people really love it. I, I did you see that fucking documentary on Netflix about the adult industry? I haven't yet. It was brutal, man. It was yeah. brutal. Yeah, like they really enjoy what they're doing. What sucks is that is the stigma of society is what the problem is really, because they're basically walking around with a scarlet letter on their chest. Oh, you work in fucking porn, and they like a lot of it. Like, so they enjoy what they're doing, right? Um, and the the obviously the technicians enjoy making it. You know, everybody's having. Everybody's, you know, having fun and enjoying themselves, and like doing what they—they're all consenting adults—and the society goes, um, "ew." You know, oh, uh. you do that, right? And, um, well,
2: that's why and like, have, their that's family why have disowns them. them. Well, that's,
0: and all this shit happens to them, and it really sucks, man. The, rap, you know? the family disowns them because they think they failed. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, <laughs> man, they're making good money, and they're doing the thing, you know, like... They're you are not know. out killing people, right? Yeah, they're not out killing people. They're not hurting anybody. There's a market for it, and they're making money. Yeah, and that's, it's like the shame behind it. Well, but the whole thing terrible. is,
1: is our, our monetary society has set up that you know if you're one of the have nots that you try and find any means that you can to be able to survive in that society yeah and um if you're not willing to just go out and live off the land now you have to figure this puzzle out cuz society is a big puzzle and the rules change daily and besides the rules changing you had just have different People's attitudes and everything else that come into play, and at any given moment, shit can go south.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, just like it has right now, right? Like we're in one of those points. Yeah, it's just like, but it's great because I mean, you know, it's we know it comes after a fucking big uh, spike downward, right? Is uh, a big shoot up, man. That's how it goes, and then it'll go down and come back uh-huh. up again. But we're gonna be coming back up here pretty soon. Uh-huh. I mean, it's inevitable. I mean, it might, maybe it's not sooner than later, but it's it has to happen at some point or another, you know, shit's gonna pop.
1: Nothing stays the same.
0: No, that's life. As George Harrison said, all things must pass. That's right. That's right. Friggin' uh yeah, and like uh, like you're saying about uh the fucking rat race that society puts in front of people too. It's brutal, right? Like uh, every it seems like every month there's some other fucking thing I gotta take care of, whether it's like car registration, new new insurance, fucking paperwork, tax money. money, You know, like uh, I'm just constantly having to fill out all this documentation. And constantly having to do just like, it's just like this mountain of fucking paperwork. And I got to file this and I got to do this and I got to have all this fucking insurance for everything and, you know, rent and bills. And and fucking, it's just, it's like, man, and you're already, you know, you're working 60 to 80 hours a week. And it's like, they just, they got you, you know? You're like, and you got to fucking sleep at some point. At some point you're eating and it's like, now you have like 25 minutes of personal time, you know, and you can't even fucking exercise in that time. You just want to,
1: oh, that's where you've, that's where, where your, your best skill of priority prioritizing if you don't have a good skill of prioritizing yeah. then your life can get out of control it does but uh you it know does. to me a lot of that stuff doesn't matter and it drives diane crazy and i'm I, I here's what i say i look, i go we're an animal on this planet just like every other animal the only difference is our consciousness
2: yeah.
1: why is it we're the only animal on this fucking
0: planet that uses a clock yeah what the fuck do we need a clock for to keep track of everything. The fuck that. We want to put everything in a nice, <laughs> neat little box. We want to break it down to as many finite sections as we fucking oh, can so we can analyze it, uh, the, right? I, now,
1: have you seen that comedian that does the, the difference between the man's brain and the woman's brain? And men's brains are all compartmentalized and they yeah. don't touch. And when you want to talk about that, that's what the box, they pull it out. And that's the only thing you talk about. Yeah. And then the woman's brain is like a ball of, a ball of wire. And they yeah. go, and and everything's connected. And
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's on there. You can just... Just Google it; it's hilarious. But that's that's because guys are different. They're wired different than, yeah. than girls, and it's it's we have a different thought pattern. They speak more than we do she asked me all the time when I call her, you didn't ask that question? You didn't ask that? Yeah. No. Well, why do I need to know that
0: for? It's got no relevance to what the hell I'm going to do. Yeah. They're more empathetic and usually calmer, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's, it's part of the spice of life. You know, it's like if, if it was just dudes, right? Like oh, if it was it. all like-minded people in the world, what a boring fucking existence that would be. And it's like literally every, uh, like 50% of people are this way and 50% of people are that way. Right. Or, well, I mean, it's 2020, right? So I don't want to do the, the binary sexuality right. thing. Right, right, right. Right. But, but, you know, like, uh, right, like just genetics, right? You're going to have boys and girls at birth. And uh, uh, that, that whole fucking brain chemistry is completely unique to each individual. And it just makes life so interesting, man. Well,
1: the whole thing, and a lot of people, I mean, they know it now. But, you know, when I was growing up, they didn't know that children learn most of everything they're going to learn between the ages of three and seven. Yeah. They've formulated most everything just by observing. And what you show them during those ages is the adults is what they learn.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's also where a lot of their... their problems, their complexes, all their issues and emotional things that they have to figure out and deal with the rest of their life. That I, I believe it's one through five, actually, for that kind of shit, right? right. The traumatization. Well, it even goes if they before get a brother that, that or Jason. sister, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That well, kind of stuff. All of a sudden, it, it, it fucking balances out their their emotional state differently. They handle everything through life as a different but person. Their, emo-
1: their emotional state here, I mean, this is, I, I don't know if this is something that's out there or something I just thought of or what, but for me, when two people have a baby and at conception what the emotional state of those two people at that time if they were really loving each other or if they if it's just uh, a one-night thing and they don't ever want to see each other all those type of things that's mm. connected to the DNA yeah. at the time of conception and that comes into play and with the child and how how it learns after it's born yeah and so, I, I, people just don't think that that their environment has that much control, but it does. Yeah, it, it really does.
0: Yeah, that's what Alan Watts always says too. He's like, there's no beginning or end to anything. He it always starts all the way back through to even before your parents are fucking and uh and, yeah. and that's the beginnings of you right like they 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 meet that's the beginnings of you right like that your your existence your timeline has started at that point right there's right. no like conception or 3 months well, into it supposedly or, you know, we like,
1: choose where we yeah. where we go and we have you know what life lessons we're going to learn and all that kind of stuff and you know, get into karma and you know i don't know if you believe in past lives and all I that i absolutely kind of do well, you know i have having Having been a Scientologist and, and relived past lives, yeah. I believe in it. Yeah. Um, how I try and uh, explain myself as far as the whole Scientology is that L. Ron Hubbard wrote a book called Dianetics. And Dianetics is this kind of a science. And that stuff is actually good stuff. The Church of Scientology, which was created, was created because he didn't want to have to pay taxes and all this other kind of stuff. And so he used that and made that into it. And they fought for years and years and years before they got yeah looked at as a religious sect
0: so that he didn't have to pay. <laughs> well, they had to sue everybody, right? So they had all their members and anybody that would do it sue literally every person at the IRS so like dozens, if not hundreds oh, of times. Oh, no, no they
1: tied up the whole yeah. court. I don't know the if you saw system. the do- Did you yeah, watch I've the document? The,
0: yeah. It was, beautiful. it was genius, right? It was, yeah. Like, I mean, they had no choice. Right. They're just like, we're fucked, man. I mean, we can't deal with all this paperwork. Just give it to them. And it's like, oh, you can't give it. And they had to. Right? They tied the whole system up. There's got to, yeah, and I don't know, man. They're, there's no, no regulation in, in place to prevent that kind of um, abuse of the system. Correct. Well, you know, they set
1: up the system. If, if you leave a back door, somebody's going to find it. That's what we do. As humans, <laughs> we just, we, we're going to sit there and
0: pick everything apart for hours and hours and hours. We're like, oh, I found a little glitch right here. And they just <laughs> take advantage of it as much as possible. That's why our laws are so complicated, right? Like, it started out with, like, let's just say the Ten Commandments, right? Like, don't, don't kill. Don't rape but your see, fucking sister. Don't, you know, steal from your neighbor. Right. And then it just turned into all these stipulations is everybody fucked it up for everybody else. And it's like individual cases become individual laws. And now you just have a law book on like food that's this big. Right. And it's like, oh, my God, this many ridiculous things happened with restaurants to make this many specific laws. And it's like, well, I mean, we didn't just think of them. They happen. And then we go, oh, fuck, write another one down.
1: Well, it's it's because, what you know, one person ruins it for the rest.
0: Yeah. You know, so. Everybody poking at the system, <laughs> trying to figure it out, man. That's yeah, ridiculous. So how'd you get, so how'd you get out of Scientology? How was that process? And did they like, well, did I, they come I, after you? Oh yeah, they, because I had signed a contract to be
1: on staff. Yeah. You know, first I went, how I got involved with it was when I was 19, 19 years old, I was completely strung out on drugs. Okay. And by the time I was 19, I was unemployed. I, uh, I owed a lot of money to people, drug dealers, and just stupid crap and would wake up in the morning and cry because I knew I was going to go out and commit some stupid crime. And I didn't want to be that way. That wasn't how I was raised and didn't want to be that way. So um, I got out of uh, a friend of mine and went to a drug rehab in, in Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, and it was called Narcanon. And I'm like, okay, he'd been there four or five months, and I'm like, Mark, I need to, I need to get out of here. I need to get cleaned up. And uh, you know, back then we were eating pharmaceuticals like crazy. Back then, it, it there was like no epidemic of them. You know, yeah. like like with oxycontin and stuff. All like now, they were out there, but you know, it wasn't as as. Widespread, you know, you'd get reds and two and alls and secondalls and all that shit and quaaludes, quaaludes. That was that was the worst drug that ever went away. Ooh. That was a great drug.
0: <laughs> I was trying to find some in in uh, in Mexico when I was down there, man. man that this just doesn't exist, right? Yeah, like not they can, you, they, you get you can get anything down there, but they couldn't get um, methaqualone.
1: No, you cannot. But anyway, so I I went through this rehab program called Narconon in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, and um, the. Drug rehab program was attached to the church. They didn't say anything about the church while you are going through the program. It's just the the the, the way, and the way was very um, enlightening for me in life. I had a lot of uh, self realizations about self love. That's when I first learned to, to to be able to love myself and forgive myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, as I had mentioned earlier, you find the tools within these religions that that work for you, and you hold on to them until they don't work for you. And I've been through a bunch of religions, and I use a bunch of different tools from all of them in my daily life. And so going through Narconon is how I got into Scientology, because after I got out of the drug rehab program, I think we paid like three or $4,000 to go through the program. I had gained so much and thought that it had saved my life that I wanted to be able to give back. And so I became a staff member at the, at the, the drug rehab in L.A., and it's part of the church. And then I went uh, uh, after that first stint, um, you know, they gave me a bunch of training. I didn't get a lot of auditing and that's what you really get into Scientology for is the auditing and, and stuff. And then we, it, we'd be here for hours if you want to get into that stuff, but <laughs> we won't go that far. But I got into it and then I was on staff. And then it just, because the training they gave me as the ethics officer, as the ethics officer, you have to uphold the standard. Of ethics you know there 's a difference between ethics and morals. A lot of people don 't understand that that something can be ethically right and morally wrong, which would be killing somebody. but if there 's something that 's killing the group it 's ethically okay to get rid of that that 's killing the group yeah because it 's the greatest good for the greatest number is yeah. how the universe works (laughs) regardless and so anyways i just had to get out of it and i just stopped and they hounded me for years and years and years just phone calls mail everything then i come back and then i'm like listen it didn't add up okay yeah i'm done just leave me alone and it you know it was harassing for a while but you know, th- there was some good stuff in it, and there was some bad stuff in it, and then after, you know, I saw the same documentary that you did, and uh, that shit's just crazy, and there's, I mean, some of that stuff, but those those training routines that they talk about in there, which makes you have confront and learn what um, what uh, intention is, you learn what to intend something yeah. to happen. You can, yeah. but you have to know what intention is and how to put it there. And those are just laws of the universe. And that's just stuff that you learn and it's a tool. And I carry it with me still today on things. And just like in Christianity that I learned a few things by reading the Bible so much, you know, you just get this stuff and you keep it and it, and it works for you. And if it works for you, that's why I say if, it wor- if it's working for a person and they're a good person, they are not out to harm anybody. Yeah. Use that tool. But don't try and make me use your tools. <laughs> <laughs> I got my own. <laughs>
0: today. See, intention's an interesting thing. Um, I was uh, watching some stuff about the simulation theory as well. And they mm-hmm. talk about um, how everything is being created in front of your eyes kind of thing, right? Like until something's observed, there's no reason for it to exist. Mm-hmm. And so things don't actually, they, they, um, they, Exist in a quantum state of probability, right?
1: Here, before I'll hold that thought just for a second. Have you seen um, what the bleep do we know, and how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those two things. So uh, I just want to know if you had the same knowledge about quantum physics as I
0: did. Yeah, and, I love that okay. shit. Okay. But um, but so with simulation theory, right? So they go into um, the fact that um, you're kind of creating the world as you intend to do things right so you're like oh like for example right i said uh, we're gonna go camping in arizona at this place right so like that place didn't need to exist and And the road there didn't need to exist, uh, you know, until I intended on going that direction. And then my intentions created this, made the simulation create the path for me. And it's like, okay, yeah, we'll 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 put the processing power into making sure that this fucking pops up in front of Jason. And like, so with intention, the other direction, right, if you intend to like... um, say what you're, you're talking about, like get a new, new job or new, new, like uh, step up in life, right? You put intention out into the world.
1: Well, that plus the fact, if you intend somebody to do something, you can, you can physically control them with that intention without even touching them. And it's, it's just techniques that you learn. It's, it's really cool um, to have that stuff. But um, what people don't understand is that everything in that you look around and you see starts with a thought. Everything in existence starts with a thought. Yeah. If you don't think it, it does not exist. If somebody thinks it, it eventually will exist because it's been put out there. And thought waves are the same things as sound waves. And any type of wave, electronic wave, it, it's all the same. And it finds its spot and it goes out until it hits something and it comes back. Everything has cause and effect. Everything is part of that big, huge quantum universe yeah and you know it's uh, metaphysics the part that you don't see is very very interesting as well you know that's where you get your out-of-body experiences you know that is definitely the first time it happened to me was very trippy going whoa why am I <laughs> up here looking down and checking all the, well, this is wild yeah. <laughs> you know and you're like I'm, I'm separate from my body what is this you know you're like I don't see me I'm down there <laughs> You know and it's just kind of this dialogue that goes on the first time, yeah, you know, and then you never know, and then you talk about you know we get into the whole thing about your third eye and 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 uh how that opens and how things in there, but your whole that's the whole not seeing thing and the thoughts, everything relates to a thought,
0: yeah, so. Yeah and you have to focus on that intent too I'd imagine you right you, you can't well, yes, just put the intention out no, no. once you have there, to you have to meditate on it and focus well, on and there, keep it and keep it present you have to be in the present yeah. moment functioning
1: at that yes um and you can't you can't react to outside stimuli when you are intending to do something that's what your intention and focus is and regardless of what coming at, is coming at you You stay focused on that. And that really helped. Uh, While I was uh, in the drug program there as a staff member, I detoxed over 100 people off a heroin cold turkey. Wow. And there were a lot of times in those rooms where they wanted to kill me. Yeah, I bet. And they wanted to jump out windows and all kinds of stuff. And with your intention of helping that person to get through what they're going through, because they're in pain, they're in physical pain. And they want to do anything. They'll lie to you, steal, cheat, beat you up, whatever it is that they got to do. But if you're focused and your intent is to do that, that's what's going to happen. And until you've gone through that process and seen how, you know, it takes training to get up to it. It's not something that just somebody gets. But that's when you're a staff member, you learn, they teach you a lot of different stuff. And that was one of the tools that was quite interesting. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) So so when you uh, when you left the Church of Scientology, how did that go down? Did you like have to like write a letter or like talk well, no. to anybody, or you
1: just bail? Uh, well, I just took my stuff. I mean, like when I when I first worked down in Los Angeles, I mean, I was making twenty five dollars a week, and I lived away from the program because if you lived on the at the program, you basically worked twenty four seven. Yeah. Because there was people there living there that are there, you're there to help. And as the ethics officer, that's what I, That's what they trained me as by my intake interview. They said, well, this is where you, your personality, this, this is, you should go and do this. And I'm like, okay, so that's what I took the training in. And so it's, uh, you have to be able to handle this. But I wanted to live away. So on my one day off a week, I would work in a health food store making sandwiches and selling vitamins and stuff so that I could pay for a place to live off thing and maybe go see a movie every once in a while. But other than that, for two and a half years, I lived and breathed the program, you know, and it was, you know, it was interesting. You know, we all have phases in our lives, I guess, you know, I was like this era, that era, you know, and hopefully we learn from our mistakes. For me, everybody makes mistakes. It's the people that keep making the same mistakes over and over that aren't learning from their mistakes that I feel bad for, you know, it's, uh, Nobody's perfect, but you know what? I learned real early when my mom was ironing. That is hot. That hurts. Let's not do that again. <laughs> At my age now, I know that that iron's hot, and I'm not gonna touch it. You yeah. know. So after you've had your life destroyed by, you know, addictions or whatever your vice is that you cannot keep in check. <laughs> And it starts having an adverse effect on your life. You need to change, period. It's not working, change. Because that's the beauty of life is that every day that you wake up, you have a chance to change something and be a better
0: person than you were the day before. I agree with that 100%, man. I always try to do something to better myself every day. Oh, yeah. And it's so rewarding, you know, because... That kind of shit stacks on top of itself, you well, know. It's it, it it pays you back way more than we can't than put change in. other people, but we can't change ourselves. You can't change anybody. Right. You cannot tell anybody shit. You can't help anybody unless they are willing to well, be even,
1: helped. Even then you can't they, yeah. What's where's the phrase? Uh, no nope. good, good deed goes unpunished. That's a hundred
0: percent true, man. Well, like, you
1: know what? I, I I forget all the time because I try and help people too. And when we were living in Oregon, we this kid came and bought some plants from me, and I helped him get him out to his property. And then come come the beginning of October, his stuff wasn't ready, and where he was living at five thousand feet was already snowing and freezing. He called me crying and this and that and i said okay i'll come get you and get all your plans i've never just met this kid yeah seemed like a good kid get him to the house and he turned into like jekyll and hyde you know and i'm like holy shit i bring you here i help you out i let you finish your stuff and then you treat me and my and, and my fiance this way this is just ridiculous yeah You know, and I'm like, well, okay, no good deed goes unpunished.
0: (laughs) It's people who can't take care of themselves, right? And it's, it's. um, I try to teach people this all the fucking time. A, you can't help anybody out if you can't even take care of your fucking self, right? Right. And uh, some people (laughs) overextend themselves. They'll like, they'll like neglect their own person to help. Uh, all these other fucking people out, you know, and it's like your fucking house is on fire, man. Like, take care of you right. first and foremost, and then um, he who lives and, in a glass house should not throw rocks. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and and like with people that that's not a priority for right, or like their priorities are on something else, like drugs, for instance, right? Uh, their addictions, uh, they. They just neglect the rest of the things in their fucking lives, including the people around them that are trying to help them, right? And they, if, if I, if you can't fucking take care of yourself, I can't even begin to fucking help you. Right? No. You know, like that's not even like I can, and and even now, like in life, because I I grew up just such a dumbass, and it's uh, like you know that's I, hard to believe. Yeah, I, I know, Jason. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I was always trying to help motherfuckers out, you know, and like I, I always given somebody a place to stay or a cross, couch to crash on, and every fucking time they'd steal from me, they wouldn't fucking can pay their their rent or their bills, you know, uh, and no. they break all my shit, and you know, and it's just like it it, uh, it always fucking came to a bad end, and it's like, well, stop helping these people that can't even fucking take care of themselves, you know, they're, it's the, they're fucking, they're just a mess, you know, like you're bringing a mess unless you're willing to deal with that mess.
1: You're enabling them.
0: Yeah. You're enabling them to keep being a piece of shit. They need life to kick the fuck out of them for a little while. That's what's happening. Right. And like, let it happen. They'll get their shit together or they won't, but it's not your fucking problem. Right. You know, but if someone else who, you know, has their shit together a little bit, you know, you can help those people maybe a little, but you always got to keep your fucking distance, man. You got to go, well, ah, I can maybe I'll give you some money and I don't expect that fucking money back. If you give it to me, then that's great. And I'll respect you a little more. Right. But, you know, like, but that's all I can do. You know, just a little bit. Like, you can't fucking stay at my house. No. You know what I mean? Like, that's never going to happen again. Like, I vow, like, no more, no more fucking roommates. No, I don't give a fuck how, how hard times are for you. You're not staying at my fucking house. You know what I mean? Right. If you're in town for a fucking week on vacation going to see the casino, stay at my fucking house. That's what I got a spare bedroom for. But fuck you if you're on hard. You ain't stay Because one week turns into three weeks, turns into three months, and you still ain't got no job.
1: Right. Well, th- the worst thing at all, that is then you lose your friend.
0: Yeah. And you lose your friend. Right. Well, the, the thing was, was life was already taking him away and you're like trying to hang on to your. And it's like, no, nah, he fucked up. He's gone, man. Like, just let him go. You know, right. sometimes that's what you got to do. And it's, it's what's best for them. And, oh yeah. And sometimes enabling your friend just makes their fucking problem way worse. Oh, I know.
1: And, I, you know, I, I had a lot of guilt when I was young because I was such a bad kid. I really was. I mean, yeah. I was into stealing and robbing and wh- anything that I could do. I was into drugs, just stupid stuff. And then I had a friend that, uh, I, I think at I don't know. Oh, actually it was, I, I grad night for Disneyland, you know, they do the big thing down at Disneyland for gra- the seniors graduating and stuff. And, um, my mom at the last minute found out that, uh, I wasn't going on the bus oh, no. <laughs> and that me and Steve were going in my truck and uh she, my mom, knowing my mom, I knew how serious she was says, you go, all your shit will be in the front yard when you get home and you ain't getting in the house. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> well, so what did I think? I said, so all the, cause I had a job and, um, I'm like, okay, so all the money that I had that I was going to use on the trip, I got to go get an apartment now. So I went and got an apartment, moved all my shit, it was all in one day, and then I'm thinking, well, now I got no money to go on the trip. (laughs) So I I showed Steve how to heist a purse in between slots. Oh, you piece of shit. I know I was. I, 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 I.
0: it's like pressing. I said it at the beginning of the conversation. No, 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 no I wrote. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh I, I stole a purse and I got enough money that I could, we could go on this trip. Yeah. And uh the whole thing is is at that age I had no idea. <laughs> about karma and all that stuff. We get yeah. down, what happens? We get down there, I buy some weed, and we get caught in the friggin parking lot of Disneyland, fucking rolling weed, and they kick us out. Now you can't even go to grad night because you got busted in the car parking lot. And they called my mom, who I just told, fuck you, I'm moving out.
2: <laughs>
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was just oh. a big, chaotic mess. But then the whole thing is, so we go and get a hotel room, and I'm sitting at the hotel room, and I'm like, I didn't fucking... St- Fucking get an apartment, move out, steal a purse, drive all the way here to get caught, to get kicked out, and told them I'm not going. That ain't happening. So I was like, how are we going to get in? And uh, I go, I know. The Disneyland Hotel's got the monorail. That way we don't have to go in the front door where security is. And so we're going to go to the hotel. We're going to get in there, and we're going to get into Disneyland on the monorail from the hotel, oh. takes us in, drops us in. Now once we're in, you know, there's nothing but 50,000 friggin high school students, they're going to pick us out. Yeah. And we went.
0: <laughs> oh, that's oh, <sorry>, success. <laughs>
1: yes. I
2: love the success. <laughs>
1: that's great. Happy ending. You know. Well, it was, but you know, it's those things you look back on. But anyways, from that experience, my friend who, who went with me uh, had tried to do a few things, and got caught and ended up in prison. <laughs> and so for a while there, I felt like, man, I can't, you know, I finally figured out now this ain't, you know, it, it, well, actually when I went through Narconon and stuff, I learned at that point I never steal. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just it. if it ain't mine, it's not on. yours. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm, if they ain't going to loan it to me, I ain't stealing it, you yeah. know? Yeah. You
0: don't I'll need do this shit anyways. You don't need any of this shit, right? No, like, no. you have food, water, and shelter. You have more than, like, half the fucking world at this point. You're exactly. doing great. Right. And it's like... Uh, People get caught up in all these material things, you it's know? All, it's all an illusion, man, you know? And you come up in this fucking society of consumerism, and they're just like, buy, buy, buy. You got to have the newest shit. Even, like, our fucking cell phones, right? They, like, break themselves, so you have to buy one every two years right it's it's a joke like it's it's what our whole economy is based well, every, on every every product
1: I mean it's like uh, with with any product they sell you the bare minimum and then all the aftermarket stuff that makes it your own oh yeah uh, is what costs the money <laughs> you know, this the initial down payment is this so you so right now we just found a new thing we want to do is we want to do those side-by-side razors and can ams okay out in the desert oh my god we're talking you want to talk about having a good time yeah Oh,
0: a blast! You should fucking invite me to go do that because that sounds like fun. Okay, <laughs> do you know Jamie? Jamie Patillo? I don't know. Maybe I gotta see faces. I'm terrible <laughs> with fucking names. Okay. Man. Well,
1: anyways, he's opening a company, and um, they take you out on tours okay. from his house. He lives right at the corner of Avery and Blue Diamond Road. Okay. That's where that log cabin is. If like if you're going to Pahrump, if you look on your right. After, right after you pass the gas station there on Blue Diamond? Yeah. He lives right there in that log cabin.
0: Oh, so, but it's Jamie's business.
1: Yeah. See, so he's is, got five of these things, yeah. and, and he takes you out on tours, and he'll let you drive them, or you can just ride along, however you want to do it. And they go all through the desert, and they have—he has like a three-bar tour where you can go to like um, you go out to Good Springs and go to the Pioneer Club. Okay. And then you go from there. You go to Sandy Valley, and I forget what the name of the uh, something Spurs or some shit, Saddle and Spurs or some shit out yeah. in the Sandy Valley, and then you go from there, and you go to Mountain Springs to. Um, what's the name of the Bar Mountain Strings? I can't remember what the name of the <laughs> damn thing is. Um, and and you hit the three bars and and you never touch the road. Oh, that's fun. it's all off t- and it's just beautiful out there. And you know when you're doing thirty five forty miles an hour across the desert, it's badass. Especially when the suspension on these things, you think they're going to freaking beat the hell out of you, and the suspension is just amazing in these machines. But so you buy one, they cost thirty grand. Yeah. And then you got to put another fifteen in it just to get the stuff, so that you don't destroy it when you're out there. You, know, you got to put skid plates on front yeah. bumper, rear bumper, a roof, just all this different stuff. Mirrors. I mean, it doesn't even come with the bare essentials. It's just a motor, a tranny, some tires, and a frame. you know? Oh, really? <laughs> and then anything to make it your, yours and custom, you have to, It's all aftermarket shit, and it just costs tons and tons. And everything that we do is set up to perpetuate itself that way. Every industry, mm-hmm. SEMA. You know the next big show that's coming to Vegas that we'll finally get back to work on, is all aftermarket, aftermarket,
0: car parts. You know, yeah. is SEMA coming back? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's the only. So we one. got so October uh, into November, we're going to have a little bit of work back yep. in town. Yeah, oh, that's so good to hear, man. I, yep. The only one I've heard of is CES coming back.
1: Nope, yep. CES. Well, I, I had uh, I had somebody call me today, matter of fact, and say, "Hey, I heard CES got canceled. Here's this, this, this." this. And I said, "Well, I had one of the main bosses at Freeman at my house yesterday." And he didn't mention it. He would have told me that there was no CES this year. And uh, so he didn't say that. And I said, well, here, let me just look it up. And I, we, Diane looked it up, and we looked on the Internet and said right there, no CES is happening in 2020. I mean,
0: yeah, I saw an article about it. Well, dur- during,
1: the, during this whole pandemic, uh, the convention, the new convention center, the construction never stopped.
0: At all. I didn't no. see it stop, yeah. No, it did the not The stadium's stop. almost done. Well, the
1: stadium didn't stop, but yeah, neither did I'm the like, convention center. So. Yeah, they've been
0: doing construction everywhere. Right. And so
1: um, they're looking – somebody said they're going to try and put SEMA in there. I don't see SEMA, but I definitely see CES being in there for 2021. Yeah. Um, the new convention center
0: opening, so. That's, that's where my plans are at, right? Like, I'm just trying to make it through. I was just talking about this literally this morning with my homie, uh, uh, which is uh, – Yeah, like I just, I'm trying to have whatever I have right now. Get me through the end of the year and make it to February when I can cash my C- my CES check. Right? right, It's just like if I can get to there, right? Like yeah. I'll survive. You're gonna but survive anyways. <laughs> I'll fucking be fine. I'll be fine. I got what, what, I got a sugar mama over there. Just there you fucking, go. you know. <laughs> uh, hopefully unemployment will start kicking in eventually. And well, yeah. and to see.
1: I like I said, I, I I'm I'm very blessed and got got lucky on that. I I planned on taking off some time just before this thing happened. Yeah. And so I was already on unemployment. Oh, and nice, so I didn't have to worry about the the madness, but my my claim did end right in the middle of that, and I had to refile it was a little stressful for a second, but I've, i like this whole thing hasn't touched me very much um, I'm not making what I normally do i'd rather be at work, yeah. but if they're going to pay me to sit at home i'm going to sit here until they say go back to work and you know i i'm I, I moved back to Las Vegas only because i I'm sixty I got two more years, and I'm going to take my retirement. And You're not social- going to
0: push it to sixty-eight or whatever.
1: No, I'm not going to sixty-seven. I'm Is it sixty-seven for me? Yeah, it's full retirement, social security, and why not? It's five more years. Uh, because I've been doing this forty-three years, Jason. I've worked at a local seven twenty <laughs> for forty-three years, <laughs> yeah. And I've been through every regime, up and down and sideways, and I, uh, I, I, it's part. It's my family. I, yeah. I, I can't say that I. I when I'm away that I don't mi- I miss the people, but I don't miss the politics of the job. Yeah. The politics of the job really sucks, especially when you get into super being a supervisor and, and in management and stuff. I hate being a supervisor. You know? I mean,
0: I like, I like, I like the role, right? Like you're like, oh, I'm kind of like, it's less physical work and you're kind of taking care of a lot of things at once, which is interesting, but it's like, oh, man, unless the, unless my crew's like willing to work with me, I'm not, I, when motherfuckers are like not doing what they're supposed to be doing and you got to like be like disciplinary or whatever. I just, uh, I, I, I shouldn't be there, right? Like, I know better because I, I, A, don't give a fuck, and B, if you're rude to me, right? Like, I'm like, I have this, I might snap or something and just, like, be real for a second. And, you do not you can't be real on a corporate fucking site.
1: Well, no, you, you, can't, uh, you
0: can't do that to the client because you won't yeah, be there. You won't be there. You'll get fired. So I'm just <laughs> like, so I always go through with the attitude of, like, I, you know, I really don't fucking care. You know, walk all over me. Like, they're going to do it anyways, right? And it's just like, so when you put, it's like, that's a good spot to be. Tell me what to do. Tell me what you want. I don't give a shit. You want me to put the fucking speakers in the corners, facing away from the audience? If that's what the fucking diagram says, I don't care. You know, this is your show. And, like, and... Uh, <laughs> because, you know That's what? been great for me. That works so well. You know, that attitude. Like, I, Because when I went in, it was... uh uh, it was like I cared and like, I'd be like, Oh my God, this isn't how you do this. And it's just like, you got to get rid of that attitude.
2: Uh,
1: it's just crazy out there. You know, it's, 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 it's rough for me because I sometimes carry, I, I, I don't know if I say sometimes, a lot of times I carry um, the experience that I have from the job into my personal life yeah. where, where as a supervisor, where I get idiots and I have to micromanage them if I don't micromanage them, then shit goes south. And But when you're given a good team and you yeah. know your players. And they it, listen to you when you say Well, it, the whole thing is, is if you've got a good enough team, you, they don't even have. You can tell them what the end task is. Yeah. And then walk away. It's it's when you're getting a bunch of these greenies out there that don't know anything and you have to worry about safety because that's always on everybody's mind and so the the main thing is is it's just i carry it over and i and it's hard for me not to to, (laughs) because i'm passionate about my job so then when i'm have situations that come up that are similar it just drives me crazy, and I react yeah. as if I would at work. And I'm like, you idiot, you showed up without your tools. Or The, you know, you know, the stuff, you're an adult. You're making $40, 30, between 30 and $40 an hour. That's more than everybody else is making out there yeah. that has a normal job. Okay? Give a shit, please. Right. At, at least give me the benefit of the doubt. Show up that you want to be here and that you got the tools to do the job that you took because yeah. they call you and they tell you what job it is. And if you're not qualified, tell them, no, I'm not qualified. And don't have the guy that's trying to get something done have to do your job. Because yeah. for me, if you're in a management position, you should be able to do almost every job on your on your crew.
0: That's how I like to do it. I mean, um, if I'm in charge of something, I'll do it. With, I do. I lead by example, right? Like right. I'm push and I push cases. I do all the worst parts of the job, right? right? So it's like, hey, we got to push all these fucking cases. I'll grab the cable trunk and go. Let's fucking go, guys. You know, like, uh, well, the, and that that kind of shit helps, right? A lot. Well, but,
1: as a as a manager, you can't ask anybody to do the, something that you wouldn't do yourself. Yeah. You know, even the shittiest of jobs to the best of jobs, and the ones that I that that I can't do because I don't have the technical knowledge or the physical strength to do, those are the ones I get the people that have that. Yeah, That's what makes you a manager is knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are and build a team around you that makes you look good. And the whole thing is, is then give them the credit. Yeah. All you the credit you want to take is I built the team. The team did the work. They did it. I didn't do it. I just built the team. And that's how a manager should be. But if one team player falls out, you need to be able to step in and make that that wheel still spin. Oh, yeah. You know? It's yeah. the people that 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 are wandering around, the safety people and the supervisors that don't know your job, have no idea what you do, but yet want to tell you how to do it. They're looking at a clipboard. And says, well, this here says you're not doing
0: it right. <laughs> well, what do you know? Yeah, you don't <laughs> even know how to do my fucking job. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever done this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and especially in a technical field like we're in, right? It's yeah. like there's a lot of specifics, and everything is... Uh, a personal thing of like 25 years of experience that you've been doing, right? So you can't it's like audio right is like it's like a fucking it's a dark art we're manipulating the sound in the the, the air particles right we're just like fucking pushing waves with magnets uh, and everybody has their own little flavor their own little techniques of ways to do things uh, and there's no one way to like fucking get there I mean there is one way right that you can just say uh, input to uh, output matrix and fucking bring the fucking fader up right but then everybody's got all their other little flavors that they throw in there with right. either the dynamics or their fucking routing techniques and shit like that and and, uh yeah it's uh
1: yeah there's just you go back to analog and i can talk with you this whole digital world Uh, as far as digital audio i i like having an outboard rack i love having an outboard rack (laughs) Uh, i don't like moving it i don't like like it it all up well most of the rack kind of like most of the racks hooked up you just have to plug it in once you get there you know it's it's there but to be able to when you need a compression or you need a gate or you need uh, some echo or you ne- it's easier to just go, uh, yeah, as opposed to, okay, menu, 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 did it. Uh, 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 oh shit.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. I just, that's like, it's, it's just the new thing, right? It's I know, it,
1: it is. I, I, trust me, I've tried to learn it a couple times. Yeah. And it seems because I'm a, a lead rigger that every time I get into the audio class that, um, and at this time I was working for PRG, and I'd get in there and they'd yank me out of the freaking class to go run some job for them. Oh, God. You know, and so I learn a little bit. I know a little bit, but... You know, like when I tried to learn the whole hog I learned enough to get myself in a lot of trouble
0: <laughs> the lights you'll do that yeah.
1: <laughs> you know do you I know to program do everything well, but, but once again as a supervisor you need to be able to do some stuff yeah. if if you're the first person there and the last one to leave you need to be able to at least bring the faders up and bring some lights up turn them down you know know something don't stand around and wait for everybody you know absolutely and yeah. so in my field I mean I started in audio that's how I started because my uncle owned a recording studio, and I learned. I went to school and became an A one, an and I did all that stuff. That's what I wanted to do. And um, then I got into the stagehand union, and so that's what I started. And when you first start, you only back when I started, you didn't get in as anything other than a carpenter, and you did two years as a carpenter. You did rather didn't care that I had an A one cert. I, I was an A one at that point and couldn't get for two years no A one jobs. I had to be a carpenter. Then after that, they said, you can get your electrics card and we'll train you. So I got my electrics card. That was another two years. Then I was able to get into audio. (laughs) Just crazy stuff the way it's changed now. People just come in. Now everybody, the people that get in the easiest are already um, have that skill
0: set of that job. Yeah, that's how I got in. Right. but You you already knew audio. It was like, oh, you can do audio engineering. Well, I need you to come over here and do it, but I need you to have a union ID. Can you get that taken care of? And I was like, yeah, I'll be back. And I, you know, like a year later or whatever. It takes a while. Right. right? But uh, then I just like, I was like, don't give me any fucking cards. I was like, just... Audio engineer, right? Like, just the A1 or this uh, the head sound card, right? It's yeah. like, that's all I want to do. Just I just want to get really good at this one thing because, I, I, me personally, I think that's the fucking way to go, right? You get right. really good at one niche thing, and you just get up, 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 up onto the, like, the big shows, man. Right. yeah. Uh, as opposed to, like, being able, I can do everything. And it's like, well, yeah, you're going to be in fucking breakout rooms your whole life doing everything.
1: Well, th- there's that... The- There's so, because I've been in the union for so long, it's that I've gone through my different phases of what I've done. And I've finally, after doing most of them, I have settled into rigging because rigging makes the most money. Yeah. Oh, it's Um, dangerous. Well, it's dangerous, but it's also the um, trade that changes the least. Our equipment is still the same. Yeah. <laughs> Forty three <laughs> years later it's a chain motor, <laughs> some shackles, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some deck chain and some steel, okay? You know redesign and a button. You know, well there the is pickles change. Right. The pickles the, get cooler. I mean, but they have automated motors that you can program and all that stuff if you yeah. want to go there. But for the most part, there hasn't been too many technological changes. Yeah. Physics are uh, physics. You know, and as long as you're safe and you follow the guidelines to be safe, you can hang a rig, you know, and, you know, I've done, two motor, one motor stuff all the way up to a hundred motor moves, you know, where you got a hundred chain motors going at once.
0: And the whole North hall shakes. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. I've seen those big grids go up. There. Yeah, That's no, no, I mean,
1: joke. yeah, it's, it's awesome when you, when, and especially when you have gotten to a point to where you're the guy that gets to do that. You get to push the button. Yeah. But the whole thing is, is a lot of people don't realize the responsibility that comes with pushing that button.
0: Well, yeah, everybody um, saw that picture of that video wall that came down. Exactly. And, you know, Know, and the, the words, the
1: rumors and stuff, and, you know, having been in this, I, I looked at it and I, I said, that's called operator error. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, well,
0: of course. It well, didn't fucking go up there by itself. It was in cases when it was on the truck and then people grabbed it and then it fell.
1: Well, it was up for the show and on the down. Yeah. Uh, the person that was on the buttons... Yeah. I'm sure, bounced the rig. The The rig was stressed because of the way that they decided to, to put a strand vise in, in line with a turnbuckle. It makes yeah. no sense to me, but they did it. Um, was it wrong? What was wrong is the person that did the load calcs didn't um, do them. They, they didn't do the, the number that they needed. They, they yeah. cheated on it. Yeah. And so when the person on the buttons hit the button, Now you got 7,000 pounds moving. Stop. And it goes. (laughs) The whole rig goes. Right. But the whole thing is, is when it goes cocoon, if you don't let it settle and you hit it again, now you've just created a dynamic load. And now that dynamic load, what those ratings on those those strand vices were, just got shot out the window. Yeah. Because most people don't put the dynamic load on there. And so if you don't know that you don't bounce a rig, then... And it's called operator error. And that's, in my opinion, don't know all the details, but just first glance and what little bit I do know, to me that would be why that happened, that that video all came down is because somebody double, right. double bounced the rig and created a dynamic load on that strand vice.
0: And then you got the zipper. Jeez. Yeah, it's terrifying, right? Oh, I'm and just it's g- like literally the guy pushed a button wrong.
2: Well,
1: he pushed it once and pushed it twice before he let it settle.
0: Yeah, and that's the the weight that's on our shoulders when we're at these operating positions. It's right. literally you push one wrong fucking button. And you can kill somebody. And you can kill somebody or a lot of people, yeah. Or like in my case, I could deafen everybody, right? And you know, well, but like, the whole
1: thing is, is I mean, even you, I, I, I know most lead technicians, they hang their, their own PA. Yeah, I do. You know, and so, you know, yeah, they usually have a rigor there with them. Oh, definitely. Just, you know in a union gig it is, and most non-union gigs, no. But yeah. <laughs> just audio running free and lighting running free and whoever, you know, and it just happens, but... Uh, yeah, there's usually a rigger or somebody well, there, though. Like, I don't even... You know, a big rig, but I'm just saying, maybe, if you're in a ballroom yeah. hanging your PA all day
0: long, you can hang that. Yeah, I, I do just flip it onto trust sometimes myself. Right, you know. But and, I'm paranoid shit about that, too. Like, well, I, around, I make sure uh, that ain't going nowhere. I ain't gonna kill nobody. The whole thing is,
1: is if you know what the the rating of the equipment is that you're using to hang it yeah and you know how much your stuff is that you're hanging and you know and trust the equipment there's not an issue yeah just be safe Make sure that that we have redundancies built in and safeties built on and everything that we do. And so if you follow that, there'll never be an accident. You know, I'm like knock on wood here. I've been very, very fortunate in my 43 years of of rigging that I haven't had any accidents. I've had close calls, but, you know, the whole thing is, is when... When you have, when you're doing a move or anything like that, you have other crew members, hey, I need eyes because your eyes cannot be everywhere on a big rig at once. So you have people up in the air looking and the word is stop, you know, and bam, stop. Okay, we avoided that. Now what do we need to do to get past that? And there's just all kinds of things. And if you stick to those rules, you won't have those accidents. Yeah. It's just a lot of these young kids come up today, they don't, they, they're given these jobs and responsibilities, and they haven't had the experience yet to where um, you take a graduation and, and gradually get to where you can push the button on a huge video wall. you know what I mean? Yeah, he probably wasn't thinking or got distracted, maybe he did know i don 't know i don't know the guy that well, and yeah. it's uh there's many things that could have happened so <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's scary though. It's oh. it's scary out there what we do, man. And uh and people die every year. And well, that, that, that's a, as a lead rigger.
1: The the main thing is is like for there was probably 3 to 5 years there where we had a bunch of those ground support systems coming down 2 3 a year, you know. Yeah. And taking people out in the audience or in in the, on the uh the act or whatever is getting crushed by the lights coming in and Jeez. just all that stuff and it's because one the whoever's in charge didn't understand the responsibility being in charge because when you've got a ground support system and that wind, you know what your wind rating is on that system. At least you should as the lead rigger on it. You should know what the wind shear is on any of your equipment. And when the wind speeds start getting up that you've got to be able to go to the producer and tell him you don't have a show. I'm bringing the roof down. You have to. And if you don't, then that's when people get hurt. And the producer is going to yell and scream and everything else and say, listen, I'm going to bring it down. We'll wait. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going home. I'm saying I'm bringing it down. It's not going to kill everybody. Right. And if it if it, if it it calms down, we take it back up. We do the show. It's postponed. But what I'm telling you right now is the lead rigger this is coming in. Yeah. And a lot of them don't have the balls to do that. You have to. Because it costs a lot of money to cancel a show after you've spent all that money to put it up yeah, and all those people paid for tickets and all that stuff. So yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. It is. And a lot of people are given that responsibility that don't realize what that responsibility is or are just, you know, reckless.
0: Yeah. I personally don't want nothing to do with all that shit, man. Like, uh, I like to mix my audio and let you guys be responsible for fucking all the stuff hanging in the air. It's, that's. It's an ideal situation for me, that's for sure. Well,
1: I mean, but when you get into that position, where we just did that big thing out there for that uh, aircraft show out at uh, North Las Vegas, or uh, Henderson Airport, all those jets and everything. We got to do a big, huge reveal, an automated reveal of this new um, jet. The new Raptors? No, it was the uh, um, Gulfstream. Okay. The new G (laughs) seven fifty. Oh shit! So. Gangster. uh, Yeah, but uh, they wanted to do like an automated thing, and so we built this huge thing that covered this fuselage of this jet, and each section of it collapsed into each self, and each one of those sections had a huge video wall attached to it. So it all, it was it was bitching, and you know those are stuff that riggers get to do. You know, Yeah, 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 we need audio, but that thing it was the first time that anything oh, yeah. of that magnitude had been done and that's just, to that do that's a reveal yeah and they spent a shit ton of money you know these corporations come on spend tons and tons of friggin' money for i mean the event lasted 45 minutes they probably spent 2 million dollars for a 45 minute reveal
0: Right. And you guys were probably out there for like three or four days building
1: oh, it all. It took more. It took us a week and a half. Did it take to, you a week oh, and a half? It, I'll show you the pictures afterwards like on my do. phone of the of the
0: size of this structure. Yeah. It was
1: just amazing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. You guys get to do some cool stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I totally respect what you guys fucking do. It's it's intense, man. It's really well, I mean, for, intense. For for a year, I can't say. I worked for Celine for three years, but she only
1: flew the first year that I worked for her. And that was my job was to fly her during the show. And uh, oh, okay. That you know, we had to go through her insurance company because she's insured for goddamn amount of money, and so they wanted to know what all the contingencies were that we were going to do in any type of emergency, and this and that. And it was because you know, at the end of her number, we would fly her seventy feet up into the grid, like in three seconds. Oh wow gone you know and so we had to make sure cables weren't crossed all kinds of shit and then she'd go up there and somebody had to be up there to receive her so that they could unclip her she could do her costume change and just all this shit yeah (laughs) and you know that's huge responsibility so for me it's like you know I've done the high-end stuff I've done the low-end stuff but it's it's still what I love about this profession is that I don't have to answer to a boss. If I don't want to work, I don't take the next gig. I love that about it too. Uh, You know, and I don't ever have to say, can I have the day off? If I don't want to work, I don't work. If I need to work, I chase the frigging jobs, you know?
0: You know what's great about that too is when you're at work, right? And knowing that, I accepted this job and I'm thankful to have it. You know, like the attitude's a little different. It's like, oh, sweet gig coming up. I'm going to make some money. You know, I'm fucking stoked. Got some fucking work. It's not like, oh, another Monday, five more fucking days of this nightmare that I live forever. Well, it's
1: every, every show's different. You know? yeah. Some stuff is, gets re- repetitious, but for the most part, every show, it, it, even if you're doing the same client, something's different. It's not the same. They're trying something new. There's some new technology. There's some new design idea, you know, and just all people's minds, you know, yeah. the the coming of all these minds together creates the show. And it's... It's interesting to watch the design teams. <laughs>
0: got to one up last year. Got to do better than last year, right? Well, it's got to well, be bigger. It's a, even, sometimes even, uh, it's got to be cheaper
1: but still look bigger. Right. Or sometimes oh we got we got to spend all the budget or we don't get the money next year. So. Those are the best ones. <laughs> stand by to stand by. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, I had so much double time this week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. That's it's it's fucking great. Now I love that part about it too with the uh, the corporate fucking uh, tax write-off incentive, right? It's just like let's throw a big fucking party, so we don't got to pay a bunch of taxes. And well, like, unless, yeah. o-
1: unless Obama comes on the news and says, "Don't go to Vegas." Yeah, that <laughs> bullshit.
0: Oh my god, I couldn't you know, believe like, that. Like,
1: uh, did our president just say that on national TV? Don't go to Vegas. Unbelievable, man. The, the,
0: does he realize what the economy is here? Yeah, it's literally <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's. If people are flying here to spend their fucking savings on a party, then the we die. <laughs> There's no farms or anything out here, man. There's like one mine, like fucking fifty miles away. We're fucked. Like they're in the middle yeah. of the desert. Yeah, it's That's like, all we have. We entertain it. people. <laughs> right. Well, either it, yeah, it's an adult playground. Yeah, it's friggin' awesome, man. Is what yeah. it is. No. I love. I love
1: it. I see. I was born and raised here. Yeah, we had. We had all the tourists You're came here, but them. now now they now they don't go home. Yeah. Look, see, before they all came here and went home. Now they all want to live here. It's like, what? You've destroyed my nice little valley.
0: I know. Let's build let's build more houses closer to Red Rock, uh, right? Well, even besides that,
1: I mean that that really infuriates me. There's a lot of things. I mean, as a kid I I, I the Red Rocks were my playground. Yeah, it's beautiful. And there was I had no restrictions. And then the restrictions start coming in. It's like, oh, what did I do? Why am I losing the privilege that I've had my whole life? Now I got to pay to get in here, and it's a one-way road. It used to be a two-way road where I could camp anywhere I wanted. You could camp out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, that
0: would be so tight to camp oh, out there. Oh, I
1: camped when I was 14 years old. My mom would take me, Tom, and Doug, and a few kids on Friday after school. We'd get out of school on Friday. They'd take us up to the Red Rocks, drop us off, and pick us up on Sunday. We'd spend the whole weekend out there drinking, smoking, climbing. That's how I learned to rock climb, you know. That's That's fantastic. You know, it was awesome back then. But there was nobody up there. There was nobody to harm us. There was, you know, we had to make sure we didn't get bit by a snake or fall off a cliff, you know. Or my friend who hit himself in the hand with an axe. (laughs) You know, just stupid uh, shit when you're out there. But you know, we we had a blast when we one time this uh, one of our friends, Danny, came out and his dad because we first started getting into rappelling, and uh, we hooked up a rope over this cliff and stuff. And this guy's dad's like, "Oh no, I'll go, I'll, I'll walk down the cliff, holding on hand over hand." And we're like, "No, no, no!" And he falls eighty feet, breaks <gasps> his collarbone. Oh, shit.
0: hes lucky he didn't
1: die. I know, but we told him no. But I mean, it's just. This guy thought he could hand hand over hand down a, a rope off a cliff, and I'm like, "No, you got to run that through a device. You don't have the strength to hold yourself up there."
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, he hit the ground. I'm going rappelling soon, uh, yeah. uh, and so what it is is it's a it's like a clamp, right? Well, that's that holds a, the pole, the pulley lets loose a little bit, and uh, you can slide oh, down. But that's with a it. that's a Gregory. Okay,
1: it's a, called a Gregory. That that device that you're explaining to me right now is called a Gregory. That is. It's okay. Okay. Most devices that you use for repelling, the first one that you should relearn before you learn on a Grigory is a figure eight. You should learn how to repel on a figure eight first. Then Which is that, just a, you're talking about just a knot. No, it's it's a device. Okay. It looks like an eight. It's got a small a small circle and a big circle and you run the you fold the rope in half, you run the end through the big circle and you capture the small circle at the top and that's hooked into a beaner and that's what creates your friction. Okay on the rope so that you can control your speed going down the rope. So that's what you should learn how to do first is on a figure eight. Then the next device you should learn how to use is called an ATC or an air traffic controller, which takes, two, takes your rope as it's doubled over and puts two of them through around a beaner to create your friction. Then after that, you should learn how to use a Gregory. The Gregory is the shortcut but you should learn all the basics before you go to the shortcut. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that you know the danger of what you're doing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's scary stuff. I'm like, I got vertigo. I'm I'm fucking, I have problems with heights. It's going to be fun. But the whole thing is, Jason, as you learn
1: to trust your equipment and know how to use the equipment and trust it, then you will lose that fear because you know you're good. Yeah. It's when you don't know is when your mind tells you, "Uh, this ain't right. Yeah. (laughs) So it, it comes and... It's really easy, and repelling's the first thing. If you look at the stati- statistically-wise, as far as rock climbers and adventurers and stuff, the majority of the people that die, die on the the descent. Yeah. Okay, that's coming down. The descent is coming down. And repelling is because anchors fail. There's all kinds of different goofy things. People, most of the time, mo- people just repel off the end of the rope, and they're not to the bottom yet, and they die because they fall the rest of the way. Oh, wow. It's just crazy, the shit. The, I mean, one of the first things you do when you're doing full repels... Tie the ends of the rope together. Tie a knot at the end, then throw it over. Yeah. That way, when you get to the end, you're at the end, and you're not going to fall off because your knot is going to stop you.
0: Yeah. That's a good idea.
2: There's
1: no brain fart. There's no nothing. But the whole thing is when you're learning, Jason... What the, how I would teach you is I'd take you to this boulder up in Sandstone Quarry, uh-huh. I'd hook up the thing, and then I'll put you on the rappel, then I'll come to the bottom. When the rope is hanging down, if you panic or anything, and I've got a hold of the rope, as long as the rope is running through that device, and you panic or have get caught or anything, I can pull on the rope and stop you and you won't fall. Oh, cool. So there's safety that, you know, when you're being taught. if somebody doesn't teach make sure that somebody puts a safety mechanism when they're teaching you if then yeah just that's all
0: <laughs> yeah oh, you probably know that uh, my, my buddy Don Harden. Uh, yeah, I know Donnie Harden very well. Yeah, yeah, he worked for, he worked for me for quite a few years at the Rio. Yeah, he's he's been in the union forever. He's the re, he's how I, I got
1: him, in the I bet, union. I got him in the
0: union. Did you get Donnie in the union? Yes, I did. So you you're my union granddaddy, bro. What? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I got Donnie Harden in working for me over at the Rio.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, he's the one who got me in. I I I, I dated his daughter for a really long time. We're still friends. I mean, I mean, me and okay. Donnie are good friends now. So we're gonna go out and fucking rappel, and then I want now I want to rappel with you too, though. Okay, I, yeah.
1: I've got all the gear, so tight but uh yeah Donnie's do, Donnie's actually a better uh, uh rafting guide river guide
0: yeah he's really into the rafting oh, in you yeah. so, I love Donnie he's so great yeah. one day we were doing uh what we were doing
1: we were doing um uh state farm we do state farm over at Thomas and Mack usually every 4 years and one year we're doing it and they were really sticklers about being late cuz it's a huge show and only the top, the cream of the crop get to work it and all this shit. And so one day we're having, I, I pull in and a freaking torrential downpour comes at the Thomas and Mac. And I'm telling you, the whole parking lot is four inches in deep water. And I'm like, I got to get in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't work in soggy feet all day. <laughs> I got no change of shoes or socks, nothing. Take your pants off. And I'm like, (laughs) fuck. So I just... Fuck it, jump in the water and took off. Run, I get down there. My feet are soggier than shit. I got no dry socks. I'm fucking wringing my socks out and shit. Fucking Donnie shows up with a fucking dry pair of socks and a pair of shoes for me.
0: Oh, what a stud. I'm
1: like, where the f-? I'm like, Donnie, thank you. That was like awesome. unfucking believable. <laughs> yeah, man. He had an extra pair of sh- dry socks and friggin' shoes that fit me. I was like, oh, you are a lifesaver. <laughs> Yeah, he's a fucking man. He's a really good person. Oh, uh, he's a great guy. Great guy. Yeah. He, you know, because I've known him for a long time, and you know, he, he had his issues back when, when he was going through, I guess, uh, personal relationship problems and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, probably but, like
0: the divorce and everything. Well, uh, he's had a few of them. But yeah,
1: <laughs> I've known Donnie a while, so yeah. But uh, good guy, good guy.
0: All, all in all. Oh yeah, man. No, no, so we're gonna go have fun out in the. Uh, on the desert climbing, and hopefully we go river rafting. No, I'm going, I got a bunch of GoPros. Yeah. So we're going to film it all on GoPro I'm going to put yep. it on the channel and then we're going to bring them on and do like a podcast and like awesome. pull the videos up. Like I have the laptop hooked up to the screen and everything. So that's kind of going to be, uh, I'm trying to make that kind of the format, right. Of the show too. Like not, not like for every episode, but just for like specialized episodes, a little right. more interesting. There'll be, two videos, right? There'll be like the adventure video and then the podcast post-adventure where we discuss what's happening. And then we also go back to that video and we can kind of like you know talk about it while we're on okay and um like your friend with the um with the desert racing uh-huh. stuff man yeah. like we should totally hook up i could put like gopros on all the ra- all well, the cars just you know that he's
1: a video guy jamie jamie,
0: jamie. is he a video guy oh, oh, yeah. okay so, so he probably isn't as a, as op to like the no but maybe he no, would, he would. no
1: it. he no yeah. i'm just saying yeah he'd be totally into it and he might okay. have a bunch of the gear Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, we should uh,
0: like. That's uh, I would love to like do an episode and like go out and race and like film it all and oh, cut yeah. like a five ten minute video up of just like us having fun well, in he, the desert. Yeah, and then we can do bring him on. He can do the podcast. He can you know promote his business and everything yeah, like that. I think
1: it's called um, what is it? razor adv- Desert Splendor the Adventure. Yeah. De- oh, so it's mm-hmm. desert. D Z R T. Okay. Because that's I guess that's those those uh, those razors. That's how they spell it, R Z T or something. Desert, huh? With uh, D a Z R T. Desert adventure. No, desert. desert oh yeah, desert splendor. The adventure. Ah, that's a mouthful.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'll, uh, let's see. We're we'll just type it into Google and see. I'll, I'll pull his page up for him, I even.
1: Know. I don't think he has a page yet. It's 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 still. Not really. Yeah, it's still it's still in the making. But he's got five of these machines. He's got a mecha- one of the guys on his staff is a professional racer, okay, and mechanic that will do all the upkeep on them. And uh, so far, it's 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 going to be a great thing. I mean, Diane had a blast. You know, what I mean, for me to spend six hours hauling across the friggin' desert at 30, 40, 50 miles an hour over with all this stuff, and by the time you get done, I mean, you are. Freaking pumped! Oh, I from holding on to that machine, and you know you, you, the, the terrain out there is so diverse. I mean, you could be going f- falling down a uh, flying down a dirt road, and all of a sudden drop into a wash, and then around some corners, and up some wimpy, and it just changes all the time. And you got to be on it because if you're you don't pay attention, you can you can one destroy the machine, or hurt yourself, or r- roll it. There's just so you got to, you know, pay attention. It's, it's, awesome. it's fun. She's yeah. holding on for dear life. They got the old shit bar, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> She's holding on. Oh shit. Oh shit. Uh, that's funny, man. <laughs> but yeah, that, any of that stuff you want to do adventure wise, I'm totally into Jason. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, go adventuring, man. You know, for, um. For quite a few years, I was training and certifying all the guys that do the window washing and put those big magnets up on the side to, like, the MGM, all that stuff. Oh, really? Well, they have to be certified through their company. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I was, what I would do is I would teach them all how to repel, how to do self-rescue, all that kind of stuff. And then I would take them up to the Red Rocks and actually have them. Do it. Here, your guy. Have your guy hanging here. I'll tie him off, and you're going to rappel down to him and rescue him. That's awesome. Do all that stuff. That's all practical stuff that they would have to be certified to get through the class. And it was awesome to be able to teach these guys this stuff so that when they're hanging on the sides of these skyscrapers um, and the wind comes up or their rigging fails or something, they know what to do. Or with these guys that work like at Yesco Sign Company and stuff, they get inside these big signs. If they get shocked from the electricity because that's all high voltage in there you know that's not like you know little lights that's all big neon high voltage shit and so they can be hurt inside that sign, and then their buddy's got to go in there and rescue them. And, you know, the main thing is they got to know what the procedure is. The the main thing that you teach these guys that are working at Heights is that you want to, one, secure the person, and, two, the first thing you need to do is get them to the ground where they can get help. Yeah. Because there's nothing that they can do up here. So let's get them to the ground. Whatever it is, if you got to clip them off to you and you repel in, however that is, you know, um, because of my training, I remember what is it? Uh, when we came into two, was it 2000 or 2001 over at the MGM, they hired a bunch of us to do this like James Bond skit, and we got to do what the, what they call European rappel, you know, from your back, okay, out of the out of the rafters at the at the uh, MGM over there.
0: Like where they run down the side of the building uh, and shit all spy uh, style? Yeah.
1: So we got to do all that. There was like 10 of us, and then we run around the thing, and it was just all kind of cool and shit. You know? But those are stuff when you have It'd those type of skills yeah. that because of the industry that we're in that you can fall into those spots. Oh, Yo, you know how to do that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As a rigger, that's yeah. That's tight. You know,
0: and so... You got to teach cool. me how to do some of that stuff. That's cool. Any day. Yeah. Any day you want to go out. I do. All right. Maybe we'll... Uh, Maybe we'll plan for something in like September.
1: <laughs> well there's pl- there's places to go. you can go you can go up to uh, Mount Charleston where it's not as hot. That's true Mount Charleston there's, would the, be nice in yeah, the summer. The, there's all kinds of places to go that you don't have to be in the 115
0: degrees. Well let's plan on something sooner then. Okay. That'd yeah, be awesome. Well, I really you. want to start doing some of these and now that now that like people aren't confined to their fucking houses and stuff like, and businesses are starting to open up again. Uh, yeah. I definitely want to start doing these more adventures driven um, videos all, and I'm podcasts. All, I'm all
1: about it. So I'm going to, we th- can do shooting. We can do all kinds of different yeah. adventure stuff. Yeah. I love shooting. Yeah. No, we're, yeah. Jamie, the same guy. Yeah. Tons of guns. Oh, Tons. I love shooting. When we, when we went the other day, when we went the other day, uh, we're out four wheeling. We stop by his cabin. He's got a cabin out that's out off of uh, out by Mount Potosi. and uh, we get there and he's got these. Uh, I think they're German, like three hundred eight rifles, mm. and they hold like five shells. And so he's like, "Okay, here, let's fire these off and set up the targets." And it's it's like a big whole adventure thing. He's nice, so I, know, we got to get Jamie involved. We get you guys, get you to meet Jamie, and uh, it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, but just,
1: we'll we'll give you a bunch of training. I dude, that's I mean, what I it's all about. I, like, I I don't know what Donnie's schedule, I haven't talked to him in a bit, yeah. but um Yeah, he's I think he split town for a
0: little while whenever but the if virus you, hit and he's getting back into town now. Is he in Texas? I think he went to Texas for a little bit, like, but when shit went down, he was like out camping and fucking, you know, right, getting yeah. away from society. And then he's coming back now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to get together with him and go do that thing. And yeah, I want to get together with you. Well, if you want to
1: go and repel, learn to repel any, any day, I just, t- we can go up and I'll set up a, a top rope and teach you on all of them. I've okay. got all the devices. We can do that. I'll even take, you know, we can get Diane to nice.
0: see if I can push her off the edge of a rock. Attached to a rope. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just go and like. Uh, maybe we'll go sooner than later. Then man, yeah, maybe we'll fucking no. schedule something and it's we'll easy. go. Out, like I, I so said, fun. I
1: got all the gear and I know where it's at. It's not because I've been moving; shit's been stashed. But I know uh, I know where I my see. climbing
0: gear is, <laughs> ah. where all my ropes and all my my hardware is. So that's awesome. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll probably end up. I'll, I'll bring a bunch of cameras up and we'll shoot a little episode of me learning how to repel. Because I like doing like, um, we're, starting to go we're getting close to the end, right? Okay. Like getting know, almost, it? It's almost two hours. Yeah. like Really? It goes by like that. I told you, right? <laughs> it goes by like that. And we'll start wrapping it up right here. But yeah. Okay. Um, what the fuck was I saying? I was saying, um, yeah, so that's what we want to do, right? We want to teach people that they can go out and do whatever, right? right. Like it's not that hard. The and whole thing, is, Jason, and this yeah. is
1: something I would like to stress when, yeah. when we bring new people into the outdoors and stuff, is that you need them before you teach them how to be there yeah. you need to teach them how to respect it and yeah to clean up and 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 w- it's basically you know leave no footprint you know no trash totally. put out your fires I mean just all the stuff you need to teach them that stuff before you get them out there so that they don't go when, when you're not around them they don't go out there and just destroy shit so that when you want to go back it's not Fucking trashed. Well, it's trash. They've shut it down because somebody did something stupid. You know, the the rest of us pay for for people's stupidity and it's our responsibility as the people that are out there already is to teach them the rules of the
0: outdoors yeah. you
1: know and respect wildlife respect nature all that kind of stuff keep it clean yeah you
0: know don't we should do that on the video too like we exactly. should go through the whole thing and like give people a whole yeah like i, exactly. I like that i like that premise because i'm i'm that guy like i bring extra trash bags out and there's fucking trash around the camp where i fucking pull up to i'm going to clean it up before i even lay out a tent and i always make sure to collect anything oh, i see like in the forest, i mean man.
1: when you're doing that also you know you have to bury your 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 you know feces and oh dude all we, that kind
0: of. we brought we bought one of those little toilets oh have no you seen the camping a, toilet yes I've got one yeah and oh, they uh, got the yeah. bag and yeah. the powder in the bag it doesn't even smell bad
1: right no it's you got great you got to have that i've got the little Coleman one Oh, do you yeah no yeah. but and it's i i have it for mainly when i have yeah, it's great for the, it's great for the escape, girls,
0: right? They, yeah,
2: they
1: they don't they don't like hanging their ass over a log. <laughs> no,
0: they got to squat to pee every single time. You know, they don't got they weren't built in with specialized hose that didn't just go anywhere. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's uh no, it's fucking fantastic. I love it. Plus, you don't have to dig holes and you, you, I fucking hate that when you see people that bring like regular toilet paper instead of the camping toilet paper out, right? right? Yeah, and then yeah. it's just it doesn't it doesn't degrade. It's just sitting out there covered in shit, flopping around the hiking trail. And it's like, right, God yeah. damn it, man, you you has got to fucking, A, dig a deeper hole than that, you know? And, <laughs> and B, bring the right fucking toilet paper. Don't just yeah. grab the roll off your fucking toilet paper at your house, right? But these are all things that people don't think about right. when they go, right? Yeah, there's... It doesn't occur like to them. Oh, it's the just type paper. The t-
1: like, you know, like if you're doing your dishes in the, in the, in the stream or the river, you got to yeah. have, you know, biodegradable soap. You don't yeah. want to just use Dawn. No, you got to get the <laughs> special soap. Right. You yeah. know, and they, make, they, they sell all that stuff at the outdoor stores. Yeah. You know, it's just learning you know, etiquette, I guess is what you would call it, camping and camping outdoor,
0: etiquette. Camping and outdoor etiquette. Maybe we'll shoot two videos. We'll shoot a camping etiquette video too and then we'll do like be- right. t- beginner training like r- rock uh repelling and right. rock climbing and shit yeah, like that.
1: No, I could do it r- right there where you're gonna repel I can teach you there's a, a, a rock a rock climb there called Randall's handles. I mean when I was fourteen years old that's when we saw Randall up there. This guy named Randy Garanstaff he died up there off on, on a famous climb with a with a client. Um but uh, he had been tra- training the Navy SEALs with this knot that is, it's still a little sketchy that it's a knot that you can repel where you can pull your rope, where it's not run through an anchor. Uh-huh. And it's a, a special knot that after that, but uh, the rope failed or the knot failed on him because yeah. he did something and he fell to his death up there. But when I was 14 years old, there was nobody up there. And we happened to run into this guy climbing. Mountains and we're like, wow, this is cool, and that's how we got into climbing and rappelling, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. That's I, awesome. You know, taking adventures to Yosemite National Park, and I don't know if you've seen, I've uh, uh, what's that? Not what, free solo. Yeah, free solo. That's to me, that's the baddest man that walks this planet at this point in time, and he lives right here in Las Vegas. I know, right? Alex Honnold, amazing person, amazing.
0: are you met him, or are you just like on the? Video?
1: I have not met yeah. him yet. Um, he, cause he lives here. Who was it? I was talking to a guy, I ran into him yeah. out climbing and little crags out here. And he just did, um, who, I don't know what the Diane, I think Diane, he just gave uh, a solar system to some charity and he, that's what he does is he does this charity stuff where he goes in and he gives them renewable energy. Oh, cool. You know, and, uh, it's he, he he's just a great person, but besides having the biggest balls on the planet, dude, seriously, to climb three thousand three hundred feet with no rope, yeah, that's insane. And it's just that's mind over matter. Yeah.
0: Well, once you start going up, you just keep going up, right? Well, the whole thing
1: is, is that, but once again, that comes into being able to control your mind so yeah. that your mind does not put you in jeopardy by right. doubting your ability to do this. yeah, And that's where most humans fail in life is that they doubt their abilities.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like when you're, uh, it's like like basketball or something like that, right? If you're trying to, if you're trying to think about putting the, the fucking ball through the hoop, you're gonna get involved with the process. If you're just in the moment, right? And like the Taoism talks about this a lot where it's like, you're just, you're totally in the moment and you're letting your body do its thing you know you're just yeah. you're just observing it almost right. and well, you, well it knows it lines it all up your body's great at that kind of shit when a ball flies through the fucking air you can calculate the trajectory of the ball right I mean you're, you, you're not doing the math or anything like that your brain's doing it and it's right. figuring it out real quick for you and it's like it's great at that shit but if you get involved and you try to think about where that fucking ball's gonna land it hits right?
1: right in the forehead it hits you right in the face yeah it's <laughs> you, just not gonna happen
0: but yeah it's uh yeah you definitely gotta well, you it's out out a the, focus sh- thing
1: stay out of the way no that, that that's That's, you know, for me, that's why I got into the rock climbing is that I was able, life went away. When you're on the side of a cliff and it's you, the rest of the world goes away and and, and it becomes problem solving. Yeah. What's my next move? Oh, okay. This way. Oh, balance this way. Put the foot this way. Oh, I got a little hold over here, you know, and it's all problem solving. But your focus is now. The rest of the world is gone.
0: Yeah. Or you're going to fucking die.
1: Well, (laughs) yeah. There's no room for margin. Yeah. There's no margin for mistakes. Yeah. You know, there's just none, you know. So I've been rigging to... My, for my life since I was 14
0: so that's awesome well you're gonna have to take me out man I look okay. forward to it so I guess the next time we uh, we see you on the podcast we'll have a video you taking me rock climbing and Sounds show good some stuff out in nature man I awesome. like it yeah. well Ricky I really appreciate having you on the podcast man. thank you for having me Jason this has been great great yeah. conversation and uh, yeah this has been uh, to the fullest of Jason Froberg
1: alright well, I was just going to say, oh, next, yeah. if you, you want to do another one, we can we can be more specific on we can pick topics and yeah. we can stay specific on those on some of them, you know. Totally. Especially, I, I've got a good, I've got a good group of stories in the rock and roll industry that I've yeah. lived.
0: <laughs> I don't, I know it.
1: And uh, we could go through some of that stuff. I don't know, you know, so whatever's interest, what your, uh, your. Uh, your subscribers are interested in, you know,
0: right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's just you know whatever whatever comes to mind. But we can, I would love to do a spec- specific podcast directly uh, focused on any topic you want to talk about, man. Okay, well I'm we can do that. This, this was kind of cool just to to free, fl- yeah, free flow it and see it's where it, fun. see where it went. Yeah, it went on all directions, man yes, did, I really enjoyed personally the uh, the 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 philosophy conversation that we had for a while there yeah, no I love talking about philosophy. that's one of my favorite well, things to talk about There's lots of books that
1: I can point you to I've, Please. I've, I've I've read thousands of books have lots of them yeah yeah I'd be more than happy to give you some of them yeah well, we can we
0: can <laughs> trade some books man okay I, I yeah no because I have a lot of interesting books as well. Awesome. yeah so all right well we'll yeah. peace out. Peace out indeed, man. It has been great and I'm going to show Faded to Black, man.